and welcome to episode 307 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where a small press makes one hell of a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt, writer of MI666, and joining me all, as always, are the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. The man who is currently obsessed with the band Roachford. No, 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 no. He's obsessed with the TV show The Rockford Files. It's Tony, isn't it? <laughs> Cuddly toy. <laughs> That's a Roachford song, isn't it? I, it I could don't. well be. Uh, yeah. God blimey. I didn't expect you to hit back with a Roachford. I remember them. I remember yeah. them. They live in Peckham. I see them all the time. Ah, there yeah. you go. They're well, a nice guy, actually. Yeah, I quite like their music. Yeah. Oh, I just love the fact that, like, you know, <laughs> I want to sing the song, but I'm not going to. <laughs> six, six degrees bam, of Kevin Bacon. We know everyone. Bam, bam, bam. Which is the best part of that Alan Partridge film, the Roachford song at the beginning. <laughs> uh, I like the bit where he's in the toilet looking up. I like that bit. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> oh dear. Anyway, this show's about comics. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have thought yeah. it, would you? Um, judging by the first five minutes of every show. But yes, this week we're also joined by another guest. Um, we're joined by the creator of the new comic series, Splorers. Friend of the show, Sam Hardacre. Hello, sir. Hey, how are you doing? Good. We, good. we are well. And, um, can you can you understand my northern accent, or do I need transcripts? What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> there will well, be. Where a... are you from, Oop North, Sam? Uh, so I, I I live in Halifax, which is basically between Leeds and Manchester. I know it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's nice. Nice town, Halifax. It's nice. It's all right. It's better than Huddersfield. I live here, so I can I can say it's a bit of a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, I've been to Huddersfield, which is much worse. Which isn't far away, is it? Um, yeah, so I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say anything. Apologies <laughs> to anyone that lives in um, any of these places that Tony talks about. Um, and it's just Tony's opinion. Uh, <laughs> but Sam is here to talk about something that we haven't sort of discussed for a while. Um, since uh, Splorers, um, the great all-ages book that he's just released, is his first book. We thought to talk a little bit about releasing your first comic and working on your first comic. Especially... Um, Sort of because every year the comic sort of landscape and the way of releasing things and and marketing and, and all of that kind of stuff changes. So we thought we'd have a bit of fun talking about that as well, um, and just a load of comics nonsense in in general. Um, but I tell you what, there is one place where you get no nonsense but nothing but great comics. Do you know where that is? Comic House. Yes, our lovely sponsors, Comic House. They are the indie comic marketplace with the difference. The difference being, we love them. With the power of a thousand suns. No, um, they support the indie comic marketplace like we do. There's a huge selection of titles on their database. If you self-publish, you can list your book on there and start selling straight away. But they also have an app with a featured section and everything. It's basically like Netflix for comics. For only £3 a month, you get access to an enormous library of digital indie comics. Um, that we get Dan to read out what sort of stuff they've added on there on a weekly he basis. Dan, keeps on, bloody keeps, loads. Keeps them on his right. toes. So, uh, Dan, take it away. What's on there? It's absolutely bloody loads, right? I'm just going to get go back to where I didn't where we started. Okay, we've got Inky's Adventures, Volume One by uh, Dan Harris. I bet the Kickstarter from that, and that's a fantastic comic. It's genuinely funny. Is that uh, the one got... that's genuinely funny? And then you showed it to your son and thought, oh, maybe I shouldn't have because it's a little. It's quite challenging. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's kind of he, he was laughing at it. Yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah, we've got a comic from uh, Blue Water Comics called Gears, which is kind of like three metal ladies that. Uh, the kind of person, the kind of drawings you'd expect Jake Scott Campbell to uh, be oh, drawing. Right. Oh, quite, a friend of the show, Jason Scott Campbell. Them later, yeah. Then. Yeah. We've got uh, Flying Saucers versus the Earth, uh, Pound of Flesh from Marcosia. Uh, and the final page we're moving on to now, we've got uh, 
more gears. Jason and the Argonauts, Kingdom of Hades, issue one, up to issue four and five. Uh, we've got South of Bedlam, issue one, uh, from uh, the name escapes me, Hollow Girl, Luke Cooper. Luke Cooper, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Little Death, uh, original graphic novel from Soaring Penguin Press. We've got Chlorophyll from our friend Charles uh, Raymond. Has that not and been on there before? I wasn't. No, I thought it had. I, th- I think it's only just gone up there, I think. Oh, right. Okay. It might have been able to buy on the service, mm. but not actually on the app. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we've got Pomponifical issue one, again from uh, Luke. So I'm just a... looking at it now, and there's the Tenth Muse issue ones on there. Wow. Okay. That image book, the Tenth Yeah, tenth yeah, yeah. yeah. But, what, but what volume is that? Because that was around for years. Well, it says years volume years. one, but I thought it went back before 2013. Yeah, it did. The Tenth Muse was like. Jesus, that was like mid 2000s? Yeah, it says 10th Muse, 2013, Volume 1, Number 1. But I thought it was from before then. It's before, but it's definitely from before then. It's before our time. Yeah. Uh... Or yours, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you look don't you don't look a day over 24, Tony. Thank you. No grey hairs here. Yeah, yeah. Um, vi- <laughs> the Victorian era, 24, when times were hard. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> This yeah. is bullying, Sam. Uh, Sam, he'll uh, do the same to you. I'm glad you're here. He'll do the same to you, my no, friend. No, no. <laughs> That's fine. No, I'm always nice to the guest. It's on the emails when I blackmail them onto the show that um, the real vitriol comes out. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it the other day. Has anyone done like a, a podcast episode, maybe in comics, maybe in something else, where they've invited a guest on and been all friendly, friendly, and when they've got on there, they've absolutely like blitzed them. McCarthy got it, didn't it? Do you remember we had um, Brendan on? Um, and yes. he'd gone on a podcast, I won't name it, but they'd it basically it got about 20 minutes in and the dude said, look, my friends would be very upset with me if I didn't ask you this. And he went on for like the next hour and I'm like, that, it felt to me like that was the only reason they got him on. Right, just to have a pop. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a bit naughty that. Yeah, it was. Because uh, yeah. we had a chat uh, with him beforehand and said, look, we're not interested in any of that bollocks. We just want to talk to you about your comics. Do you remember? Yes, yes, uh, I do yeah. now. Yes. Yeah. 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 Which is that's what we're interested in. Yeah, that is that is all, all we're interested in, like comics and making comics and all that good stuff. And it's a bit, disin- bit disingenuous to, to do that, isn't it, really? I think so. And I also, so. what kind of person does... I mean, I'm just tired of it, man. Like, you just got... Yeah. We're all about, like, spreading positivity and, it's like, you know, trying to encourage people to do things. Why do that? It's just... What's the point of it? Oh, no. Yeah. Points, my friend. Points. That people, these imaginary points that people think, but the real points lay in just the love of comics. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we, you can get so much of that on Comic House. Very nice. <laughs> God, I completely oh, forgot we were done. still doing it. <laughs> um, if you go to comichouse.com, God, uh, we were doing so. I remember thinking when I started on the first couple of lines of script, I thought this is maybe the most professional one. And now I've completely forgot we were doing an advert. Um, <laughs> yes, if you go to comichouse.com. Right, yeah, right. yeah. you, can, you can start your 14 day free trial and dive headfirst into the amazing world of small press we talk about every week. And uh, Comic House are just really great guys as well. So yeah, go and support them. And uh, I thought yeah. I'd um, let you get your get your sort of sponsorship bit done. But I every time I listen every week, I always sort of have a, a quick check of the time when the when the podcast starts to derail. <laughs> it's, always, it's always within about the first two or three minutes. It's, it's hilarious. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know, I know that it used to be the last. We used to go, oh, it's the last ten minutes of the show. That's when it goes a bit crazy. But now it's like straight out of the gate, isn't it? So what? Yeah. What have yeah, we become? What have we become? 
Um, but whatever we are, thank you very much for listening to us, <laughs> as always. And we hope you love comics as much as everyone else on this show does. And, and making them. And, well, I think let's just get, get started because we we're here to talk about like making comics and stuff. So let's just, let's just start with this question. Sam, why on earth would you want to try and make a comic? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard work. Tell you what. It's very hard yeah. work. Yeah, I wish I'd known that like two or three years ago. When I... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I say that I've, I've been I've been working on I've been working on on and off comics for probably like eight years or so now. Um, this yeah. this comic, the idea for Explorers, I had in about twenty thirteen, I think twenty twelve maybe. Oh wow! And it's been bouncing around my head all that time. Um, and for, and for, and those, yeah, and for I, those that I, don't know, it's, it's very much like an all ages like kids a team yeah, of kids traveling through time yeah 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 what yeah. is it yeah so it's um yes yeah, so it's an all ages comic focused around uh three kids who um basically one of them's like a bit of a science science whiz and he's invented a, a, a blah, 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 he's invented a device that um can send stuff back in time and th- if you've read issue one, um, that's fine. If you've not read issue one, skip forward about fifteen seconds. Um, <laughs> so at the end of issue one, they get they get accidentally sucked into the uh, the device that sends them back in time, and they've got uh, like a like a government agent chasing after them. So that's as far as it goes so far. It's sort of public facing at least. Mm. Oh, okay. um, I want to point out you can read this on Comic House. Yes, yes, you can. Yeah. So go. We should have added that into the advert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should. Um, but if no, you want to read that and then, then jump back into the, the podcast, yeah, feel yeah. free. There you go. And yeah. issue, issue two the, is already in the works. What's the right? money rolling if they do that? Yeah. The, <laughs> uh, well, can I ask a question? Why? Yeah. Why did you call it Explorers rather than Explorers? So uh, I guess that's going to be explained later on in the series. Oh, okay. Uh, right. Okay. But I mean, I don't, I don't mind giving it away. The, the general okay. idea is that. Um, these these three kids have been friends for a long time. Uh, two of them are brother and sister, um, but the idea is that they sort of gave themselves this kind of name of explorers back when they couldn't say words properly. Oh, uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay, gotcha. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, good. Sorry, just I just wondered. That's all right. Yeah. When I was a little kid, yeah. I used to, I used to get shoulder and soldier mixed up. Okay. Right. Well, f- thanks for that. I was, you know, I was hoping for some sort of emotional support, but that's the last <laughs> I time I fucking. That's the last I time I fucking. Yeah, I was thinking. You know, maybe that was that was that was the time you could actually open up and reveal some of your weaknesses. But no, no, you're not afraid to do. That. <laughs> I'm, I'm from Yorkshire. We we come out speaking eloquent English, like from day one. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> and the weaknesses you put eczema. <laughs> that's off his quote. <laughs> 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 so you say i mean this idea has been in your head um for a few years but what i i think as a lot of people are like are gonna like put together their first comic and stuff we've all got a billion ideas before we um sort of narrow down the one what was it about this idea that you just thought yeah this is the one i'm gonna i'm gonna try first um i think if i'm honest it's the only one that i've kind of got a relatively solid idea of, of where it's kind of going hmm. um or at least, like I say, it's been bouncing around my head for a while, so pieces, bits and pieces have been kind of dropping into place over the last few years. Um, but like I say, you always have new ideas. Um, and I think I tend to sort of let let ideas gestate a little bit and sort of sit in my in my head 
um, for a, for a few months at least, and in some cases a couple of years, um, just to see what other ideas come to mind over time. So rather than kind of you know jumping at the first idea that comes into your head and just running with it, mm. it's kind of like using that as a as a springboard and then letting other ideas kind of build on top of it. Because I'm I'm, I'm even getting new ideas now as to you know where where the series could go because it's at the moment it's kind of a limited series um of about four or five issues so i've kind of got a defined story arc from from beginning to end yeah but i'm still thinking you know well i mean it deals with time travel so potentially you know you could Mm. you carry it on for a long time if if i really wanted to Mm. um so yeah so i think like the good thing yeah. with the limit series, I find, is like if you you wrap your story up and you think actually I've got more to tell, you can. If you don't yeah. want to do it and move on to another project, it's all there. And yeah, definitely. It's good with the self small press stuff. Where I find when it's like self contained and uh, I can talk, I'm fucking like nearly twenty issues in, but like you know, just like <laughs> ten years it is is the start <laughs> and is the end because obviously yeah. the turnaround time between small press, you think fucking oh, I'll read the next issue of that next year or. Something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was there um, a reason you did it as a single rather than as a more a sort of graphic novel, if you know what I mean, like a kid's book, as well um, as a collection? Or yeah, so I think to be honest, I think it's it's uh, kind of getting into what Dan was talking about. So when I was when I was first working on it, I decided to put it out as single issues just so that I had the choice to put out an issue and then jump onto another project if I wanted to. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But because it's taken so long to get issue one finished because of various various reasons that we can talk about. Um, yeah. I've kind of wanted to get straight into issue two before before I kind of lose the momentum of yeah. it. Yeah. See what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I I'm find... considering taking a break after issue two and moving I on think, to something else. I think but... the thing that happens a lot with small presses, people do one issue, they may do two issues, and then people see them and they think, oh, would you do the story for my anthology? Or you got time to fit this in? Well, you know, and yeah. that sometimes that's the reason why issues twos or threes or fours gets pushed back, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's quite yeah. a common thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, 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 you're doing something for the Drink and Draw anthology, aren't you? Is that right? Uh, no, I'm not. Oh, okay. Sorry, man. Uh, I, yeah, I was I was going to put some ideas together, but for for similar reasons, it was just like you know, I, whilst I would like to contribute something or put an idea forward at least, you know, I weren't sure whether I could really commit to it because okay, I really yeah, want yeah, to yeah. Sort of focus yeah. on this. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good. I think that's uh, sometimes is a good idea, man. Yeah. I think yeah, yeah. You, to, you know, I think it's too easy just to give in and think, oh, that's nice. Oh, that's quite quite. You know, quite nice of that person to ask me to work with them. You know, and I, oh, I'll do that. But you know, sometimes it's better just to stick with what you know and what you're doing, and that's your vision. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. a lot of people sort of talk about distract when you're creating distractions, such as like you know, the internet, movies, video games, you know, what whatever. But other creative projects are a massive distraction. They, yeah, they, yeah. they can be yeah, a total massive. sort of like you know, it's the magpie effect. It's that yeah, yeah. oh yeah, I'm working on this, but oh, there's this new shiny thing that could be my opus. <laughs> Never is. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm definitely like that. I've got so many different sort of comic ideas that I've started to work on in various different kind of stages. So I've got to roughing pages or scripting or whatever, and I've lost steam for them and yeah. just kind of gone right. I've I've got stuck or I'm just kind of going off the idea, so I'll jump onto this new thing. So I think that's kind of why I'm digging my heels in a bit as well, just to, you know, to sort of fight that urge. Hmm. So what would be your advice to like those people that like, especially with the first comic, um, sometimes 
people don't even get to their first comic because they have the dis- they have these creative distractions all the time. They get to five pages of the first one, then move on to another project. What what's your advice to like people that just to stick with one potential thing? It sounds like an obvious thing, but it is pretty difficult for a lot of people, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it was definitely difficult for me because, like I say, I'm I'm that kind of person who does mm. chase after that new idea constantly. Um, and to be honest, I, I do I do get quite bored easily drawings you know drawing the same characters over and over again which is really good for a comic artist (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) but i've kind of uh, over the last year or so i've been able to sort of really fight that urge and it's it's just taking a bit of willpower really um Mm. just to kind of power through and say right now i'm going to keep on working on this i'm going to keep on working on this um if you follow my instagram you've you'll see that i have strayed a couple of times like for a a day or two working on different ideas, but then I've always sort of brought myself That's right, back man. to... It's a hobby yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah don't yeah, stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when anything becomes not fun, then, you know, why why, why doing it? Why do it? Yeah, I mean, for definitely. Like, like marriages. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, Mark Jackson, I've heard say before, you've got, to, you've got to sort of come at it as if it's a job. Um, and ever since he said that, that's kind of really helped my approach. So, hmm. you know, I kind of, I don't necessarily have a set amount of time each day that I can work on stuff because it just depends on family and things like that. Yeah. Um, but my focus now is I've got to do something each day that contributes to the project. Yeah. So even if that's just like roughing out a panel or inking a panel that's that takes me 10 minutes, it's like, right, okay, I've, I've, done, I've done that panel. I don't have to do that tomorrow. Um, which I don't think that's quite what Mark Jackson talks about when he talks about, you know, treat it as if it's a job, because if you were doing that, you'd be saying, right, I'm going to work till, you know, from eight till 11 every night. And I just can't com- commit to that, really. And yeah. like, like, like Tony was saying, you know, it, this is a hobby for me. So yeah, if I did work like that much on, on this, on these projects, I probably would start resenting it a little bit because yeah, yeah, yeah. there are, yeah. there are some days, you know, we've, you know, work full time jobs. We've got family and things like that. There are days where it gets to nine o'clock, and I'm thinking, I've not done any comic work today, and I really can't be asked. Yeah, but Correct. I kind of, yeah, but because I've got this, I've got into the habit of doing something every day. It, that's one of the day, days where I'll kind of roll out a right. I'll do, I'll do one quick panel, and then I'll give myself the night off, kind of thing. Mm, yeah, yeah. O- uh, comics people generally are a bit OCD, aren't we? We kind of. We, it, it gets to me if I don't do a comic thing as part of a project every day sometimes, but it shouldn't yeah. do. We shouldn't. We should yeah, let definitely it. Definitely get know. guilt if I've yeah. not done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I think when it comes to like evening times, I I, I think I'm just a lazy bastard. And <laughs> if, I, if I don't have this kind of, I'm always drunk. Uh, <laughs> and try. I wish. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but if I, if I didn't have this kind of this daily thing set in place that I've got like a to do on my on my to do app that says right you've got to do some something on your comic today, mm. um, yeah. I would sack it off, and that's part of the reason, partly why it's taken so long to get issue one done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I tend to get um, up about about one or two a.m. and then go home. <laughs> <laughs> kind of back to my own experience that kind of like thing of treating it as a job i'd read that like you've got to take it seriously and you've got to like regiment it and stuff's got to happen at certain times like yeah 
fortunately for me, I've got like this, this schedule of like, I've got these two pages to do each week. And I know at a certain point, if I'm under the cosh, like I think, oh fuck, I haven't done, X, I haven't done X, Y, and Z in the process. And this has got to be put out by a certain time. I think definitely giving yourself a time scale, a manageable time scale that you can work to. Cause for me, if I sat down and said, right, I'm going to draw a 21 page comic, I'll get it done when it gets done. I'll just do it when I can. You're kind of setting yourself up for a kind of, for it to slip. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah if yeah. you said, oh, I'm going to have this done by August, that's the, and I've got to get all the pages drawn by this date. I've got to get it inked by then, colored by then, et cetera, et cetera. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah no. definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm toying with that with issue two because mm. obviously I know how, I know how long it's kind of taken me to put books together, and, I, and I, I really don't want people to have to wait like a year for issue two. Yeah. I'd like to get it out, you know, sort you, of you, September time ish. You mentioned like you had some uh, issues with creating the first one. Like, was what were they? Yeah. Um, so I mean, I originally started roughing. Um, issue one and where it was sort of may 2019 i think it was okay um and it just like i say like just because of my my schedule it just took so long to get through like the rough um the rough layouts and stuff like that and i was also kind of finding my feet with my process so i didn't have a defined script i was kind of scripting here and there as i was going along so there was lots of going backwards and back and forth and redoing pages and rethinking panels and all that kind of stuff so it took me absolutely ages to get like 16 pages roughed out um and then same for inking so i I started inking the book in october 2019 because i did it as my inktober project so rather than doing a separate thing i thought right I'll, i'll use this opportunity to get some inking done every single day and see see how i get on um and yeah, it, it just carried on like that. And I think it, part of it is like you were saying, like there's this lack of a defined deadline of saying, right, I'm going to get this finished by X point. It was just like, I'll get it finished when I get it finished. Um, yeah. So yeah, so so I was kind of inking all the way through to into lockdown, actually, I think it was. Um, I kind of finished, so it took me about six months to ink 16 pages, which is, thinking back, is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> um, but then... Um, I got talking to Aaron, uh, Aaron Rackley at, um, at Little Heroes and Fair Spark Books, and he really liked what I was working on. And I signed on with those uh, guys at, um, at, around the start of lockdown. But then obviously um, the sad lockdown. sad kind of effect of COVID has been that people have shut the doors and unfortunately yeah. they, they had to shut the doors before we could get the book out. Um but when when I first signed with them, um, they they wanted to change the the approach from a individual issue kind of uh, series to a graphic novel. So I kind of pivoted from a, from issue one onto writing scripts and roughing out the rest of the book um, okay. for the, like you know six months last year. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's again why why issue one's taken so long because you know for most of last year it was no longer issue one it was just part one of a book. Yeah, but by um, doing that, has that put you in a better sort yeah, of standing for the rest it? of the yeah yeah in the long run? Yeah, that it all out. Yeah, mm. yeah, for definite. I mean, it's been it's been really it's been a really good kind of um, a way for me to really improve my process. So right. when I first signed with them, obviously I got um, I got assigned an editor, um, Tom Stewart. And he's uh, he's been really good at 
um, giving me feedback and things. And it got to a point where I kind of started to get a, a vibe for how he was working and I started anticipating some of the things he'd come back with. So, you know, I'd have a, I'd do a, a bunch of pages and then I'd flick through them and think, right, what's, what's Tom going to say when he sees these pages and then make the edits beforehand. So then there were quite a few times where I'd send him a bunch of pages and he'd kind of go, yeah, that's fine. That, you know, um, oh, interesting. So, okay. so yes, yeah, so it has been really beneficial because, like I said, now now I do have a kind of end to end story arc that I've you know, so I've got I've got a plan in place at least. Um, yeah, I mean that, that's <clears throat> I find that kind of if you're going to do a series, like having the end in sight and and it fleshed out is yeah, it's kind of got to be done. Otherwise, you end up with Disney Star Wars. So yeah. <laughs> 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 I could hear you moving away from the mic. <laughs> Shifting his ass about. Yeah. yeah. I mean I did I did I did have like the the broad strokes of the ending in, in mind already. So I've I've added a few things and changed a few bits, but there are sort of um there are a few key bits that are sort of attached to the underlying theme of the book, um, particularly around like the relationship with the brother and sister and things like that. Um which I kind of when I started writing the rest of the book, I had those kind of markers in place, and then I just had to figure out the bits in the middle. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. With, with that in mind, like you know, for those people who aren't, you know, if you're if you're out there and you've got an idea for your comic book and it isn't a one shot or one and done or an original graphic novel or whatever, and you are thinking about doing like like a limited series and stuff, um, you know, what advice or learnings, you know, would, would you say it's beneficial to sort of walk before you can run in terms of like the planning and plotting and, and getting everything you know because it sounds like that has helped so much you know taking a, a step back i know the, yeah. fir- the first issue came out slightly later than you wanted but because mm-hmm. you took a step back it's helped you in the long run to probably put the other issues out quicker i, I presume yeah I w- yeah i think so um i'm hoping so for sure because uh, like i said I've, I've already got issue two roughed out already mm. and it's been edited by tom and everything so that's kind of ready to go so i'm just trying to trying to get the inking done now um but to, to anyone who's sort of in that situation where they've got this idea um what worked for me when when we started fleshing out the rest of the book um i, I started looking to like what anime, uh, what animation studios do, and things like that. So I'm, I'm a massive fan of like Pixar and things like that. Mm, okay. um, and I watch a lot of crap on YouTube about you know <laughs> um, how films are made, and like they do really deep dives into like tearing apart scripts and all that kind of stuff, and yeah, story like, structure and yeah. all this kind of stuff. So what I did was I, I started, um, I started out with um, little business card sized bits of cardboard where I'd write down a story beat. Yeah. And I just had a stack of those, um, and I've still got pictures at some somewhere on my phone where I was sending those to Tom and saying, "Here's the story beat structure for issue two, and then here's issue three, and then here's issue four, or you know, part part one, two, three, four. And then he kind of give it a quick look over and say, "Yeah, that that kind of makes sense. That's fine." And then from that point, you know, I I'd then go and script it. Um, mm. So it, it it became a, a, a sort of a linear pro- process, but it's starting at the kind of at a macro level of kind of looking at the whole thing, even if you're just looking at an issue, looking at one issue and being able to see the whole thing in like, right, this happens, then this happens, then this happens, and not really worrying about this person says this, which leads to this. It's like, here's point A, there's point B, 
um i'll worry about how that how those connect up when i get to scripting yeah um so that's that's worked out really well for me Um, there's a satisfaction as well when you once you have those those sort of bullet points and then it all starts to flow together and there's satisfaction even before like like the pen touches the page for the artwork you're like i know there's a beginning and there's a middle and there's an end do you know what I mean there's a satisfaction to yeah. at least this is going to be you know you've you've I, got the roadmap haven't you you've got the yeah I, for sure i work like that do you work like that vince when you you put yourself i'm not sure about you tony how you do your writing process uh, it's changed actually it's changed because yeah. yeah. i um i used to write it all and then send it off um and then say you know draw it drawing monkey that's mm. how i used to do it <laughs> Yours, yeah. it's more collaborative now isn't it <laughs> but yeah. now yeah now i've changed it where I'll have I'll have it all in mind, and I'll have the, you know the page beats laid out, and I'll write probably three quarters of it, and I'll, then I'll chat to the artist, see how they get on with it, see where their strengths and weaknesses lie, and I I, I sometimes mull the ending over. Sometimes I think okay. um, the yeah. ending's you... just changed something I did I've, I'm doing with Demetrius Zach because I just knew he could do it, so I'd always thought that would be a good ending, but he's he's got the ability to do it, which I kind of liked. So he mm. did change the ending. Yeah. Yeah. But do you, do you do that follow that process of like, right, here's the beginning, middle end, here's the story beats I want to work in. Or do you just kind of like go for it? What me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I tend to have, uh, it depends on the project, mate. I'll be honest with you. I, it, I it, yeah, I do a Bible. I'm doing a lengthy Bible. So I've got quite a big screen computer. Like I've got a big desktop mm. and I'll always have the Bible open. And the Bible will be added to as I write through, and then I'll keep sending. Or I'll have it as an open drop dot Dropbox project uh, with the, okay. the artist, and that and because I've added a couple of things to the the Bible of characters that are coming up later. Have a look, see what you think. And I think it's that's the sort of collaboration. I don't do it with everyone. Some people who I don't really know, or you know, people new to to our project, and I'll just send them the script. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, some of them it's sort of well we, with me and Adam, we chat about it first, long before I write it. Mm. Yeah, and if it makes us laugh, then I'll go and write it. You know, it's just to be how it is. Mm. Yeah. Do you, um, do you have a character bible? Sound? I mean, the one thing I've I've started to get doing now is I'm working on the project. I print together a mood board, and I always thought they were really wanky. With, <laughs> yeah. yeah. In college, but like I saw someone doing it, and I was like, I quite like that because I can like flash up this picture, this all these pictures I put together, and think, yeah, I can get a get a feel of an idea of what I want to go for with this. Is is that yeah. something you did? Uh, I don't at the minute. No, it's definitely something I need to look at. Um, it's because I've I've got this ma- massive problem. It's really pissed me off with issue one, where I halfway through I sort of started changing the character design slightly, mm-hmm. um, just like bits of clothing and things like that. And I've, I've had to go back and sort of edit them in post in, in digital, <laughs> yeah. really in Photoshop. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't realize until I'd scanned it all in. And I was coloring it, and I was like, "Jesus, that guy's you know on on page like on page five, that guy's just wearing like regular jeans, and then on page seven, he's got like little turnips with little like brown yeah. shoes on." Yeah, yeah. When, and I was like, oh, "For fuck's sake!" When I was doing, That's when a, I, yeah. Another example of why it's easier being a writer. Yeah, when, <laughs> I, was doing, when I was doing the red mask and stuff, I I, I wish I had um, done. Um, the concept art, you know, of like the, the different uniforms and different things like that. Because when I was working on like later issues, I was referencing the earlier comics, so I could so I could okay. get it right, Keep it consistent. rather than yeah. having like the you know those skeletons and like you know all that concept art and stuff. Um, do you? I mean, Pinterest is, I, I guess, a, a big thing for a lot of people in terms of mood boards, Dan. In, t- in terms of a digital mood board, is that something? I've like- never looked at Pinterest. I don't know what it's about. What is that? It's basically it's- you, you see visual things you like and, and you just 
You just pin. So they was it like Pornhub? <laughs> <laughs> can get shady stuff on it if you. Yeah. Uh, oh know. right, okay. But essentially, it's like say you typed in uh, RoboCop. There'd be a load of stuff on RoboCop, and you say, "Well, I quite like that image." And when you click on that image, it will give you stuff that's similar to that. Yeah, and oh, you nice. can go down okay. like a bit of a rabbit hole. So if yeah. you wanted to type in, like, uh, I've got one for Vanguard, like, got cybernetic limbs and stuff. Yeah, and you can click on them, and then you can like, create separate. You can create yeah. individual. It's, it's essentially so like an my mood board, isn't it? It's yeah. really like you save know, that board as like, yeah. oh, these, this is my cybernetic arm board, or this yeah. is my post-apocalyptic board, and you could. You send that like you keep it private and send it to your artist and say, "This is what we're kind of going for." Yeah, which I think a lot of people probably do. A lot of writers probably do, don't they? They they create like a Pinterest and just sort of say, "Hey, check out this board. This is what I'm thinking of for different sort of." I generally find like if I want a bit of reference or an idea of how to do something, I'll go to Pinterest because it seems it's a bit more curated, curated than Google. Yeah, if you just type in something in Google, you'll get products coming up. You get a load of old stuff. Whereas if you look for that, you'd get more visual stuff that, that's yeah. been picked out because it's visually interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yes, you can get a load of old tosh on it, but you can get that yeah. on any bloody internet search. Yeah. Whereas you know, if you're looking for specific things, it can be a great sort of visual asset, and also sometimes. You know, inspirational and demotivational when you look at stuff and just think, yeah. "Oh, you fucking talented bastards!" <laughs> I've, I've looked before when I've like thinking, right, I need to do a cover idea, or I need a need a composition or something, yeah. and I've looked up like alternative film posters, and they're like fan made posters for like films, which are and always usually the, better than the ones that actually yeah, went usually out. Always better, but yeah. Sometimes I see it, and I think, "Oh, that gives me an idea," and then I've used that as a springboard to kind of work off or, or and. You know, sometimes you just need that kind of. Oh, yeah, that's that's a great idea, and then it, it usually ends up nothing like what you've you started with. But it's a nice little one to go from. Yeah. yeah. Have you actually um, have you ever checked out posterspy dot com? I haven't. No, you haven't checked out that. Um, if you like sort of like movie artwork and stuff, it is very much like that. It's um just loads of creative like people just doing illustrations or different bits of artwork it's almost like a pinterest board but it's an actual proper website and stuff and they're adding stuff all the time and you can you can sign up to like a free email news i don't work for them by the way but you, you can sign up to like an e-newsletter e- so they 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 send you like the monday inspiration where it's it's literally just amazing artwork just you know some talented people that i just and sometimes you see a post and you think oh i wish i had that idea yeah <laughs> Just, just steal it and yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Flip it, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or sometimes, yeah, sometimes they do, yeah, sometimes yeah. they do fantastic artwork, and you think, God, that actually makes me interested in that film. But I know the film is shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's the world I live in. I love, a, I love a, I love a DVD cover, and then you watch it, and you think, fucking oh, hell. Yeah, yeah. That's I'll filmed you, against the curtain. Yeah, I tell you. Um, what I love about those sort of um, VHS covers and like and, and yeah. the Arrow video stuff, the limited edition, some of the cover artwork they get done for that is absolutely stunning, isn't it? Like the, you know those yeah. sort of those strange like Italian exploitation films and things like that, but they've got these beautiful painted covers, um, yeah. all, all like artwork by um, the Graham dude, Humphreys, the dude lot. designs yeah. that I'm sure Dan, knows yeah. the dude designs. Yeah, I've got that. Looking at that book, he curated the uh, vhs video cover up oh yeah yeah they would sell an idea of a film on the cover and you think yeah. oh man this looks brilliant and you get it home and there's like three geezers riding around the la desert pretending to be in the apocalypse <laughs> when we're, we're <laughs> kind of we're kind of used to that i mean we, we had that with science fiction novels didn't we you yeah, know it's like yeah, amazing yeah. cover and you think oh it's a bit dull 
Yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure Drew Struzan has done a few as well where oh. the posters look absolutely mint and the film is absolute dog shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's an absolute legend. That one. Yeah. Inspired many a composition as well. Um but I, I think it's one of those things, I mean people talk about you know, I remember the days when I went into their local video store and you just see all the different covers and stuff. It's not the same now. Um, but that, that also, that can work the same for comic covers, I think. Um, yeah, it's exactly the same for comic covers. It's, it's exactly you've, got be, you've, got, you've got to be drawn to pick it up off the shelf, whether it yeah. be a digital shelf or a, a yeah. physical shelf these days. Yeah. And a lot of covers don't do that for me yeah. anymore. Yeah. 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 A lot of them just... Uh... We've, we've had this conversation before, but I've looked. We do our Wednesday comicosology thing. This week, I was like, I'm not really too mad. We've been browbeaten around that recently, haven't we? We yeah. haven't really been finding huge amounts. <laughs> yeah, <but> like, <laughs> you, you sort of looked at some of the covers, and it's like, bloody hell, there's a lot going on on that. And when you click on it, it looks fine, but the tiny thumbnail of it just looks like a. a, a you can't pick anything out of it. It's a bit of a mess. But yep. uh, it's a different game, oh. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that. Uh, what's that? There's the the X Men one where they've re re not reimagined the characters, but there's like a, a knockoff Cyclops and stuff. Oh, um, yeah, another one you mean? Yeah, and I've not really got a problem with the cover or or, or any yeah. with the elements about it, but like on the thumbnail, it just looks like a kind of a multicolor mess when it's tiny. Yeah, I just can't yeah. Really make it out. Is that something, yeah. Sam? Is that something you? I mean, covers obviously, especially for a first issue, hugely hugely important. How what what mm. was it like creating like your first cover? Evil. Yeah. Oh god, uh, it, it was a bit of a nightmare to be honest. Just because I, I kept second guessing myself, um, so I, I tried loads of different compositions, and yeah, uh, I, I, I kind of ended up settling on the one that I actually ran with, just because I, I'm kind of getting sick of working on it. To be honest, <laughs> been there, mate. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I, I was like, I was like, look, it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be like um, like an Alex Ross kind of thing at all. So stop, stop even worrying about that kind of thing. Like as long as the artwork looks like it belongs with the the, the book. True, I mean, but also that's... like you know, the the name is very clear. You've got the mm-hmm. composition right. You, you know, you know that the main characters on there. You've got some you've yeah. got some striking colours. It ticks all the boxes. For yeah, this issue as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I did want to. I did. I did sort of consider like putting a lot of like you know fake comic sticker logo kind of stuff on it. Like, yeah. you know, like old school Marvel. Um, but then I was like, nah, just keep it simple. Yeah, good shout. Mm. We were not tempted. <laughs> I was going to say, I guess the the one temptation to do like a time related story is to stick a clock in it or something. What? You know, like yeah. a, a clock, Tony. A, a clock, clock Tony. as in like, you know, time. <laughs> okay. Like they'd, you'd have them running over a face of a clock or. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't it's good to I kind did. of steer away from that. I'm, I'm very conscious of the double meaning now. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think I steered away from that just because it was kind of that is a kind of you know a bit it's of a cliche, a bit, isn't it? Massive mm. cliche. Yeah, it's been done to fucking death. That. Uh, yeah. You don't really want to go down there again. <laughs> <laughs> like what? What kind of did you take away from doing your first? That you think right the second, I'm going to do this different. This is how it, it should be done. Um. I guess the biggest takeaway I've, or the biggest change I've made, is issue two and beyond is is um, entirely um, entirely digital. So um, issue one was was done on you know just regular paper with Bristol board and, and brush oh, pen. Okay. Like oh, yeah. Um, and it's just been a, a, a bit of a faff to be honest, because um, I 
I only have an A4 scanner, but I ink on A3 paper. Oh, oh shit! So, so you had to together. scan and piece yeah. them together. And I've had a, yeah, and that's been a massive headache just to get that right. And you know, on, on a few pages, I've smudged the ink, and you can really see where where I've used like Tipex to you know go over some lines and it inks over the top. It's just kind of like not a solid ink line. All these little things that I just thought, you know what, with with digital inking, if I could, if I just sort of nail that, then the process becomes so much quicker. Mm. And um, and I'm finding that as well. Um, and I'm finding it a lot easier as well to sort of have off the cuff ideas for panels. Um, so mainly kind of background details and things like that. Um, where in my roughs, I've kind of just kind of vaguely gone right. There's some trees here, um, or a bit of shrubbery or whatever. And then I've come to inking it. I've like, I've decided that looks a bit sparse, so I'm going to start adding a few things. And it just becomes so much easier when you can just, you know, uh, create a new layer, ink in what you want to draw, and then maybe erase a couple of lines to, you know, get the layering yeah. right. It's, it's so much easier from that perspective. So how, how would you be working digitally? Like on a, an iPad or Wacom? Or... Uh, so I've got... Yeah, it's kind of like a Wacom, but it's it's like a cheaper brand. Um, is it Huion or something like that? I can't remember how to pronounce it. Yeah, I know the one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and That's it's, been recommended it's really to me. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a few mates who've, who've had them, and I've had a few recommendations over the years. And um, I got one given to me by a different company, which I won't name just to be just to be nice. Um, and... <laughs> The like, I'll be honest. When the when it arrived and I plugged it in and, and worked on it, it was like, yeah, this is this is really good. But then after a couple of weeks, I started getting little little problems. Like, um, what were the problems? They've got like shortcut buttons that you can you know you can customize. Yeah. So like you can you know have a, a quick undo button, change your brush, and all that kind of stuff. And it reset like every single day. So every day when I came to work on my comic, oh, I had to go into thing. settings, change it all, and. The guy on Twitter was like, "Oh, if you've got any problems, just contact me, and you know we'll get it sorted." And it went it went silent on me for like a month. Um, oh, oh well, I so, know who this is. Yeah, yeah is it the same too. one, yeah. Dan? We yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm, I yeah. ranted about it on on the Facebook group as well. Um, right, back in the day, because um, yeah, they they wanted Amazon reviews basically. So I wrote an Amazon <laughs> review after like after like two weeks. I was like, "This thing's really good for the price. It's it's really good. I've got a couple of." You know, a couple of niggles that I can live with, but then these other issues came about, and this guy went silent on me. So, um, I went and changed my Amazon review, and I changed it from like a five star review to a two star, and said, "I'm, I'm having this problem. It's doing my fucking head in." And wouldn't you believe really? it? Within yeah. like a day, he was on to me, and he was like, "We need to change your Amazon review." And I was like, "Well, you need to you need to fix your product first. And <laughs> And the guy and the guy started rolling out like, oh, if I don't get the Amazon review um, up to back up to five stars, they'll start they'll start docking my pay. And I was like, well, I'm sorry, right? Like, but that's not that's not my problem. Um, that, so in the end, you know, I, that I sounds kind of, so shady. That yeah, yeah, so definitely. Shady. Yeah, I did feel like emailing him and saying, look, it sounds like you need a new job, mate. Um, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Sounds um, like someone fucking standing over him with a cautious. Or something. <laughs> what did you change <laughs> yeah. it to a one? You drop it to yeah. a one or? No, no. In the end, what I said was, I said, "Look, I can't be, I can't be asked with all this back and forth. It's taking more time than it's worth." Yeah. I said, "I'll, I'll send you the device back, and I'll just take the review down." You know, they gave it me for free, um, so I'm not losing out on anything. Yeah. And the guy, the guy in the end, to be fair to him, he just said, "No, just keep the, keep the devices." You know, it was a, it was a, it was a freebie. 
Um, but fine, you can take the review down, and that's that's how it ended. And that, that's how I ended up getting this this other one because I was so pissed off with this this freebie that my wife just said, "Look, just get this, get another one that you can actually work on." And yeah. it's been it's been really good. And it's he didn't he didn't realise he was dealing with a Yorkshireman, did he? That's the yeah. problem. Straightforward speaking, possibly not. Yeah, yeah. 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 But um, <laughs> but yeah, but like the the Huion or the Huion or whatever you call it, I would definitely recommend that as like a cheaper alternative to a Wacom. I've I've never used a Wacom to be fair, so I don't know how much better the quality is. Yeah, it's but, like one of those things you kind of you don't need to kind of go absolutely nuts. You can make a comics on a really really small budget. It's not like you like A4 paper in a a biro. You don't have yeah, to kind definitely. of like. Yeah. go fucking nuts yeah uh, absolutely that's what that's one that's one of the best things about comics i think is that it yeah. is you know it is so so accessible uh, well the drink and draw on friday we had a guy who um matt wasn't it who did a a, a cover for the 2008 on the back of a pizza box and it was fucking brilliant yeah, yeah oh, that was yeah. that was good i, I love, that was great, I love matt's pizza pocket art, box art <laughs> yeah, yeah. brilliant yeah <laughs> that is awesome yeah yeah so i mean once you've made the comic though um and like you say like it's it's hard enough work making the comic but then yep. you're on to the you know the the dreaded sell yourself phase oh, God, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> which you know even if we're loath to do it we have to do it. you know if we're creating this work and we want people to see it especially if more and more people are using kickstarter as well and things like that yeah um, you've got to be prepared to put the sort of legwork in to sort of see, uh, you know, at the very least, just see what the area is like. Do you know what I mean? See where you can get the word out. What sort yeah. of steps have you gone or, or what learnings have you taken from this? Because the, the marketing side is a massive learning and, and there's always a massive learning, I think. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I think I think one of the things I, I need to get on with a bit more is, um, now that we're about a month away since, since the launch of the book, I need to keep pushing it. Um, yeah. So when it when it first launched, I was like pushing it every every day or so. I was like, get get this, get this, get this. And then after a couple of weeks, um, I would just kind of right. I think I think I've probably done enough now. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, that, it, I think it's, that's it's, one, it's that's a hard one work thing. thing, isn't it? Like because we feel yeah. like oh, after a month, no one's going to you know. Maybe there's a subconscious like, well, it's it, it's old news now no one's gonna care after a yeah month. but there's always someone who's never heard of it there there is yeah. always like like um stanley used to say everyone's any issue is someone's first comic potentially yeah and every 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 post if you look at it this way every post every potential sort of time of day that you say about it on social media or you do some sort of interview or whatever that's the first time someone's seen it um, yeah even though we're loathe to sell ourselves really um and, it, and yeah. it is hard work, but you do have to kind of look at it like that, don't you? You have to sort of, I mean, as long as you're not going to be completely hard to sell about it and, and about yeah. it. Yeah, but don't be a think, twat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it's hard as well because I don't know about you guys, but I don't know if it's like an English thing or what, but, but I'm not I'm not the kind of type of person who, who will go, hey, I've made this really amazing thing and go buy it. You know, like, you know, like you, I, think, I think Americans tend to be a bit more comfortable with saying, I've done this shit hot thing and you, you guys should really check it out. Um, I'm a bit more kind of like, hey, I've made I've made something. Go check it out if you want. You know, if you don't, yeah, fine, yeah, yeah, yeah. I tend um, to, my go-to now is I had a lot of fun making it. That tends to be about as far as I'll go now. Or yeah, or, or I'll say he's done really well on it. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they're 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 the, the go-to bits yeah. for me. What about yeah. like getting it into 
you know people's hands in in terms of whether it be stores or reviews and stuff you know i know this is this is stuff that everyone i think across the board has had experience you know because when especially if you're if you're making your first comic and you're mm-hmm. not um you know if you're not sort of involved in the facebook page you're not part of the community maybe this is the first episode that you're listening of this show we apologize yeah. um yeah. <laughs> but, but you know there are great communities uh, that are all about creating and, and promoting everybody's work etc and it's a wonderful community to be part of but if you yeah. there are, there's also so many more people that that aren't part of it yet that are thinking I, I've got my comic but I don't know anyone and that that's a nerve wracking thing when you don't know anyone or you don't know how to go about it yeah, yeah what's, what's your advice for finding out more or what did you do yeah, yeah. what did you do yeah um, so I think I think I've kind of discovered different communities kind of organically over the last couple of years so like I can I can draw a through line to you guys through the likes of Aaron Rackley and Tom Spark um, I can't remember how I got to those guys. To be honest, how I found well, I think Tom Spark came through when I found when I discovered Fair Spark and what they were doing. Hmm. Um, but I discovered Aaron through Little Heroes, who that will have been re- retweeted by somebody who is involved in Little Heroes. Yeah. Um, so I think what I would suggest is, if especially if you're working on something now and not quite ready to publish start following people and you don't even have to start following people with the intention of you know asking them at some point to retweet you it's more about i, I really fucking hate this term but it's, it really is about building a network of like people so you know you you do you do have that those people there who potentially will help you out with sharing stuff when the time comes but in the meantime you also get access especially in comics to like amazing work all the time that's that will like inspire you to keep on going um so i follow loads of artists who just really light a fire and i I, it makes me kind of go right i really want to you know i really want to keep going with this and get this stuff out into the world yeah um so yeah, I would I would definitely do that. And and for but me personally, to you, what, what's the what's the Sam? Sorry to interrupt. What's the value what? of a retweet? Then do you do you see a value in it? I I do at the minute. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's not that's not to say that in future I won't. I guess. Are you seeing sales from, through it or? Um, to be honest, I I can't I can't really put my finger on whether retweets have increased any sales. To be quite honest, I'm, I okay. imagine they must have done because I've I've had. You know, most of the sales, to be fair, have been through people I already know. So I've been sort of sharing to my network of, of friends and yeah. and family and whatnot. But then there are occasional ones where it's a name that I have absolutely no idea who they are, That's um, nice, isn't it? Yeah. which is really good. Um, so there must be there must be some element of that. Um, but I guess for me, because it's because it's a hobby and it's not like a main source of income. It's basically a bit of a bonus each each month or whatever. Um, I guess the value in a retweet for me is just getting my work in front of other people. Um, okay. Which I, th- I think is probably extra valuable um, with the all-ages comic scene, I, th- I think, because certainly you're you're going towards a market that is also not comics readers, like, you know, the yeah. parents and stuff. Do you know what I mean? If, yeah, if you're at a convention, definitely. I mean, you know, there's there's the, oh, is this, my, my kid would love this, and they've picked up the books and stuff. But mm-hmm. obviously we can't we can't do that at the moment. We can we can see. So to do it in a digital yeah. medium, you're trying to access 
a, a, like a a section of buyers that aren't necessarily looking at what you've got to sell. If you know what I mean, so definitely, it, yeah. Yeah. So, so you have to sort of um, yeah. almost get involved in those sort of networks, haven't you? And like the value of a recommendation. Do you know what I mean? I mean, how many yep. books we know have taken off because you know everyone's just sort of saying, "You got to get this. You got to get this." I mean, yeah. oh, I've spent so much money on this bloody show because of the amount of people who said, you got to get this, you yeah. bastards. Uh... <laughs> I think there's also an element of, um, when it comes back to value of a retweet, it, um, I guess I can, kind of acknowledging just where we are at the moment, where you know, we're kind of still still in lockdown, kind of, but we've had a year of people you know, potentially being out of work or getting hours reduced or whatever. So there is an element of, you know people possibly don't have as much kind of disposable income kicking around so if you know if if people if people can kind of help out by by sharing to their network at the very least even if mm. they can't actually purchase a book that that for me is really good mm. um and it's i get I, and it's unrealistic to sort of you know for me at least i think it's unrealistic to to kind of go down the route of thinking that people people who retweet should buy your book as well. Otherwise, they don't know what they're retweeting. Um, I just sort of think, take it, you know, take it as it comes. And you got to think about um, the value of your social media posts as well, haven't you? I mean, if you think, mm-hmm. oh, I want people to retweet this, then um, yeah. or retweet it, or you know, share it on Instagram or, or whatever networks you're, you're using and stuff. Then, yeah. in, in essence, you kind of got to give them cover shot and examples. You you have to be the convention table where pick up someone will pick up and flick through. There has to be, you know, you don't want you don't want your your post to go viral, and you've got no, you haven't got your fucking cover of your comic book. You haven't got anything about your yeah. comic book, <laughs> otherwise it would be pointless. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that, I mean, I'm talking. Yeah, I think nonsense. it depends on who retweets you, doesn't it? I think that's that's the big thing. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. got some some accounts that are literally we see them all the time that just sort of seem to retweet everything. <laughs> Yeah, you know they're almost like an automated retweet. I think I said something like "thanks, dude," thumbs up to someone the other day, and they retweeted it, and I'm like, "What are you doing? Who is this?" <laughs> yeah, and uh, the uh, and then you get the people who 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 literally live on Twitter, so their retweets are kind of meaningless because they're retweeting everything. Mm. You know, yeah. Yeah. but if you get someone who is well placed in whatever field it is that you're um you're in, um. And a retweet from them can be very valuable, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, so the the kids book market is is you know a thousand times worse than the small press market. You know, small press comics, they're real. That's real dog eat dog. You know, it's really competitive. But if you get someone who's is it the book sniffer? She's like a big, um, a big a big kids book reviewer. If she retweets you, then that's hella hella valuable. You're going to get sales. You're going to get attention. You know, out of that. Yeah. But I think yeah. it depends who it is sometimes. Yeah, for oh, sure. Okay. I think it can it can act as a confidence booster as well. Like, yeah, um, yeah. so I'm I'm over the years I've kind of got to know Jamie Smart and he's a, he's now a, a friend and you know I, I didn't ask him specifically to retweet anything, but he did retweet it anyway. And for me, that's kind of like a not necessarily an endorsement, but but kind of a thing where you know someone who I look up to as an artist and I really yeah. you know, I've loved his work for twenty years and. And I still love everything that he does. With the big if he retweets well, something you know. of mine that's and says, you know, check out this guy's work; it's really good. I kind of go, that's, you know, that's worth a lot to me. You know, 
yeah. just as on a personal um, level. Yeah, which you, personal you know, that's, that's a real level, good. It does, it does mean something, doesn't it? I mean, you know, mm, sometimes yeah. we've. <laughs> I know certainly on the ACP WhatsApp, like if we post a bit of artwork and, a, and an artist we like or, or says something about a, a book, we're like, we, we just take a screenshot and go, oh my God, look at this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because we're fans. The thing is, we're, fa- we're passionate about this. That That's always yeah. going to be part of it. I know I know everyone is sort of creating product, if you're going to, that's, that's, that's a cold way of putting it, but we are. But at the same time, we're doing it because we love it. You know, yeah. so as as long as you still, as long as you still care about like when when these notable people retweet you, rather than thinking I'm gonna I'm going to target that person so they can retweet it. I don't like that. I don't. I'm not so much a. Yeah, I'm, I I kind of get a bit off put if someone if someone messages me directly and just sort of says, "Do you mind? You know, do you mind retweeting this for me?" Yeah. Because then you kind of feel a bit pressured into into doing it. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, if someone puts in their tweet, "Oh, please retweet," I usually will, like yeah. depending on yeah. who they are and the content. But someone generally are DMing me and asking me things like that. That's an instant no on principles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I might if if I go if I follow through and have a look and I genuinely think it's good, then I might consider it or I might actually do it. But my my immediate, my sort of initial reaction will always be, mm, I don't really want to do that to yeah. be honest. But you know. We've said that many times about Kickstarters. Don't message people about backing a Kickstarter, a private message. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking yeah. this crypt tonight. I just, <laughs> no way. Yeah. And I, I, there's also the other one where, where you follow someone and they immediately DM you. They must have an automated thing going on where they immediately say, thanks for the follow. Hey, check out my book. And like, right, okay. You just, <laughs> yeah. You, know, you just want me to buy shit off you. Mm, yeah. if, you know and if, if you sort of did if you use twitter how i use twitter which is to like engage with people and actually chat to people and yeah. have conversations then i might actually go ahead and buy something from you anyway because you know i like you know i've I've kind of connected with you as a as an artist or as a person and you know that will that's a much better driver for me to buy something from somebody than yeah. them kind of asking me you know that's like the twitter equivalent of Walking into a shop and the salesperson immediately saying, "Hey, do you need help?" It's like I'm just fucking walked in. Oh, that's yeah, right. yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll never go. I'll never go into a games workshop book. again because, like, yeah. that. It's, it's, it's <laughs> without the bo. It's when you, it's when you walk in a comic shop and they try and put a book in your hand. You're like, "Fuck off!" Yeah, don't. <laughs> I just don't. That's uh, uh, for me. It just doesn't work in the UK. I don't know if it's different for the rest mm. of the world, but mm. I, I don't know anyone who likes that tactic or approach. It's just yeah. Like, yeah, the the whole like oh my name my name's so and so come and find me if you need me if you need any help. It's like, well, I, I know how to do that anyway. I know how shops work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it T, was it T, TGI Fridays or whatever they where they come and sit next to you or something? And they oh fuck off Stop talking to you. Oh, like, God, that's tragic, away, man. Yeah, I don't come to a restaurant to talk to the waiter or waitress. I, I'm not being rude there. Like evening, hello, how you doing? But I don't want to kind of. Have yeah. a full conversation. Yeah, I'm trying to crack on with this bird. <laughs> with this bird. One thing, just while we're, we're kind of talking about Twitter, one thing that gets me is when someone posts up saying, oh, my Twitter bot told me like five people followed me and three people unfollowed me. And it's like, that's the most boring fucking asinine shit going. <laughs> like, no one gives yeah. a shit about that. I think that 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 kind of ties in again with with like if if you're an, if you're a kind of new new artist or or whatever or you're new to Twitter 
or Instagram, or whatever. Don't worry about the numbers. No, like, not at all. It's yeah. like you could look at someone, you know, you can look at an artist who's got like hundred thousand followers, and then if you look through like their their likes and stuff, the actual percentage of people that actually like the stuff is so small. Yeah. Um. You you kind of you, it, it's it's a ridiculous game to play. You you're yeah. better off kind of just like I said, connecting with people um, and developing much better relationships with a small number of followers. Um, I can't remember who says it. It's it's, it's one of those things where you, you don't need like, is it something like you don't need a, a million followers to give you, give you a pound? You need like a thousand dedicated followers who will give you 10 quid or yeah. whatever, whatever the math yeah, is. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think also if you obsess too much about sales, it becomes slightly too obvious. I think yeah, you just need become, to talk about the comic, put it you out there. It yeah, mm. it's good. It will sell. Leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. yeah, I think if if I was if I was at this point trying to make a living doing it, I'd I'd probably worry about that a lot more. But I've, I'm you know I'm I'm in a thankful position that I don't have to worry about that really. It's, you know, any money that I've earned off this book, it's a it's a bit of a bonus, really. Mm-hmm. So, well, you're, the, you're the clearly thing, having fun making it. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the thing you do now is like you don't talk about your book. Like, oh, I've got this book coming out. You do a hot take saying, I don't know, Optimus Prime. I think he was a closet homosexual. Debate me, and then at the end of that, you put, <laughs> now I've got a book out on Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what yeah. you know. Why don't you cast your comic? You know these. It, yeah, yeah, something uh, like that. And these uh, really yeah, I, obvious tweets that keep coming out from people. You know. Yeah, I do. Sometimes I smile when people have like have tweets that go viral or social media posts, and they go, "Wow, I didn't expect this to go viral." You can find my stuff here. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, I'll <laughs> no, tell you, who's terrible for it. Gail Simone. She does it all yeah. the time. Yeah. Like, oh. I think that's her her thing, isn't it? Now. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that's. Uh, yeah, don't don't forget to follow up, Gail Simone. Uh, Gail, uh, if you're listening, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the show. She's yeah. never going to come on this show. No. Right, right. She did once comment on my hair once, uh, commit at uh, New well, York. Who, who, who I take it back, she does follow me and I follow her, but she's got 176,000 followers. I mean, how, how, how many of those did she engage with? Yeah. And she follows 16,000 fo- following, so it's like, you just... See if she remembers commenting on how nice my hair was. Dear well, Gail, yeah. do you remember my friend Tony's right, hair? Yeah, yeah, hair um, <laughs> right, speaking of comics, Gail, comic shops... Do you, do you remember my friend Tony's hair? Oh, here we go. He's, he's actually typing it now. Yeah, do, um, it. do it. Legacy Comics, in, in the actual first issue of Splorus, mm-hmm. right? Is that based on yeah. the actual place, or what? What is there? Because what I did notice about the first issue is is there's a there's a good few pages sort of spent within this comic book shop, and I just thought oh, this is someone who clearly wanted to put a comic book shop in the in their first issue. Yeah, I mean, I, to me, I, a part of it was I just wanted some setting that wasn't like just a street where where these kids could kind of all meet up and i thought uh, you know a comic shop might be might be a nice nice spot really and obviously because it's a comic as well um it kind of it might speak to the people reading it as well because it's kind of a familiar environment um specifically about legacy that's a bit of a hat tip to be honest um so in in halifax town center there used to be uh, a real shop called legacy comics um but the guy who ran it 
he he sadly passed away um, about three years ago or something like that. So that was my little yeah. kind of local homage. So any any kind of local Halifax artists oh, will nice. probably recognize that. Oh, nice. Um, That's good. Yeah, and and whilst the, the comic owner wasn't modeled on him, um, there were certain elements of it. So like the the guy called Simon, he always used to have like a black beanie on, or I always seem to remember him having a black beanie on. But he was also a really like super passionate guy about comics and he he kind of he kickstarted this kind of latest phase of comics interest for me because i've had a couple of on-off phases of the of all you know since i was a kid um and yeah he was just he was a really nice guy and he you know he started putting on events and stuff so we had we had like a um a little kind of zine fair kind of thing that he put on and he was planning on doing it every single year but the year after the first one happened he, he passed away um so yeah so that was just a little a little homage really because he he really did um he did help out a lot of people um and he was really supportive of like local comic artists oh nice good stuff yeah. oh, that's a lovely touch um another yeah. thing i noticed about the first issue and right and this is just a general question right yeah. across across the board for like art what is it about cars, like driving over hills and actually taking off, that looks great on a comic book page? Do you know what I mean? Like you know, yeah. I mean, if if you think about it, if you've actually been yeah. in a car, the speed that you'd have to go, <laughs> you have to go some yeah, high you level worry about the stuff. exaust pipe, yeah. don't you? Yeah, yeah. but it, but it's yeah. like it really gives it movement. Yeah, when, like that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. It, and I, I don't know to be honest. I really don't know what it is. It just it just gives you it does give you that movement that you know. But you do it. You see it in animation as well. Actually, even yeah. the, even though the car is actually moving, you you still get that kind of exaggerated. You see it a lot in European books as well, isn't it? Animation and like a lot of like European books, they they do those yeah exaggerated you sort do, of. Don't you? Mm. Yeah. Um, did you decide after a few uh, couple of pages of drawing cars that you would never go draw a car again? Oh, All right, Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's one of the things I definitely need to practice more. I need to practice drawing cars because you'll you'll flick through the book and you'll realise like even now I look through. I think it's on page three or four where the comic book shot, like the the exterior of the comic book is is shown. There's like one car, and I look on it now and I'm thinking, yeah, that that probably needs a bit more bit more work like a couple more cars maybe to give it a give it a, a sense of life but i don't know i don't know i mean okay. um, well i mean I, I i didn't necessarily think that but i do take that in, in point that like you know when you don't have it's so much so many comics and I, i've done this when like you know you've just got streets and but then like if you if you create these backgrounds you then have to populate them because like you say otherwise they're just a static shot aren't they yeah, um, yeah, and I know uh, Dan, you 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 do tips for yourself, don't you? Where you like, if you're creating a, a crowd scene, or like, you know, you, you sort of you create like a few, and then like you, you'll copy and paste, but it, like, but you'll change the colours so that when yeah. you look at it as a whole, you know, there's it's little... like a mass as opposed to kind of like, uh, yeah. I mean, it, hat, yeah. hats off to anyone who draws an entire crowd off the bat, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm lazy and take shortcuts. Yeah. yeah, and it's knowing yeah. it's knowing with that sort of stuff when to cut back on it as well. Um, for instance, if you're going to have like a street full of cars and stuff, you may think, "Oh my god, I've got to do a traffic jam." Um, but a traffic jam is I'm I mean, I'm not I don't know what I'm talking about, but is is much like a crowd scene. 
not all the cars have to be immensely detailed. No, I think that's yeah. the skill of a true, yeah. illust- true illustrator yeah. cartoonist that they can sort of, you can suggest that traffic jam and you don't have to draw mm-hmm. all of them. Yeah. Uh, it's a real skill. Same way with cities, anything. Just mm. There's this hint and suggestion of it of enough to give you the idea that it is what it is without going fucking nuts. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Cal- Calvin and Hobbes is like oh. classic example of that. Yeah. Like, and it's a it's a masterclass in knowing what to what to leave out. Mm. Um, so, I mean, like a few lines he's in the snow. The next one, like Spaceman Spiffs on a, an alien world, mm. and they're not yeah. overly rendered, but they're, it, Bill Wilson's just done enough to 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 inform you as a reader where they are and make you feel like you're there. It's fantastic. Yeah. Right? yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I I definitely need to learn a bit more how to do that like at the at the minute with issue two it's kind of dealing with a lot of like jungle um backgrounds and things so loads of trees and stuff and i'm kind of yeah i'm in a i'm in a phase at the minute where i'm kind of trying to figure out exactly how much background i'm gonna actually yeah add in because to you be honest it's the practical side of it yeah yeah but there's the practical side of you know, I know, I know that a good portion of this comic will take place in a jungle setting. Do I really want to draw trees in every single panel? Because <laughs> yeah, that'll just take forever. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. It'll be all right. I've included. Um, we're talking about covers there. I've put a chat in the chat a good a good image that would make a nice cover of me riding a unicorn carrying a baguette. Oh yeah, that's great. Oh, yeah. I love that yeah. image. That's, that's a Chris Wilde original. Chris, Chris Wilde, yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, without any spoilers, what can people look forward to it with issue two then? Uh, without any spoilers. Without any spoilers. Mm. Oh Christ! Dinosaurs. Yeah, I went quiet. I went quiet. Ninjas. Yeah. Ninjas. 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 Maybe. Uh, I guess I, I, I could probably add in what I like because I'm still working on it. Elizabethan <laughs> political intrigue. Yeah. Don't. Tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll stick Jim McDonald in and then I know I've got a definite. <laughs> I'll be buying the original art, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, you should totally get like a, a commission list for Jay McDonald's. We should do it. So next time I'm at a big convention, yeah. I need to go around everyone and go, do you know Jay They're going to think I'm a proper fucking weirdo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doesn't she? She must do a con of some type. Not so far. She's not really fallen on hard times enough. Well, not like a kind of like, not like a comic con, but like you know, just like meet a celeb con. Not fallen on. <laughs> not an MCM, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's that one where they, you can get your celeb to do a like? Oh, she's oh, not camera. on that. App. It's young camera. camera. I don't think so. I've not looked. She's too classy for that, my friend. Well, yeah. Don't be like that. I know it got popular through lockdown, didn't it? Yeah, it did, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Who's the right wing geezer who tried to do Brexit? Barrage. Barrage. Yeah. He's on it, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it did one the other week where someone trolled him and yeah. he, and he didn't realise. With the huge Janus. No, he's not on there. She's not on there. Oh, no, that's no good. That's a bit of in the face. Well, she's going to be friends of ours once she sees the comic, anyway, isn't she? Yeah. Oh, no, you know. um, who's that? Who? who? Heather McDonald. Not sure. Oh, I don't know those. <laughs> 71 I, I mean, pounds. the rest of the show isn't going to be you browsing people. <laughs> people <laughs> <on the laughs> <internet>. <laughs> oh, Sam. So, There's... 
Brett the Hitman Hart on there. I'll leave, oh, well, leave that's, it at that. That's what he oh, is. Nice. Right? He's yeah. the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> absolute fucking classic. Right. <laughs> but Sam, where can people get hold of like uh, the first issue of Explorers? And like, obviously, like print, digital, or whatever. So it's it's only vig- available digitally at the minute. Um, so it's on by Small Press, which is uh, run by our, our friend Aaron. Um, so if if you go there and buy a comic from me, you'll also be supporting him. Um, so that's always good, and it's also on Comic House. Sponsor so you, the show. Yeah, there you go. yeah. So. Every time it's mentioned, uh, no, I was about to say an angel gets his wings, but that's, that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> we get a tenner. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'll be I'll be saying it for like two hours straight. Oh shit! Sorry. Oh That's Tony, right. well, that was a that was a lady death. My lady death collection just collapsed. Oh, <laughs> you didn't your thing? Uh, you glued the arms on booster gold. As I... oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a booster like a Justice League International figure, which I wanted for ages. I got it a couple of years ago now, but I wanted it for ages because it just it just looked cool. And certainly it was one of those eBay purchases that I probably paid more than I should have, but I wanted it. Um, and I had it up in the old house, and he was he was sort of he was posing with his thumbs up because it's just an awesome looking action figure. But when I came to move house and I went to move him, both of his arms came off. It <laughs> <laughs> just it was like a clean like a snap. It was almost like. It's just terrible, isn't it? So, but the big comic news of this weekend, people, oh. is that this weekend I glued his arms back on and he's not. <laughs> he's back <laughs> on the shelf. Have you got a blue beetle for him as well? No, I need to. Uh, or Mr. Not... Miracle. They did a Mr. Miracle as well, didn't they? Yeah, but it was um, it was a certain it was a certain line, wasn't it? That that yeah was, yeah. You get them cheaply unboxed, wouldn't you? I think if they're in a box, they'd probably be yeah yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd like they? to have the um blue. Uh, blue Beetle one because you know yeah. gold isn't it classic classic duo. yeah definitely classic um but anyway enough about my shelf blue, go, blue and gold yeah <laughs> go for go forth and uh, just check out Explorers because it's a great great book and like you know hopefully you've uh, learned some stuff if you're thinking about making your first comic um do it because then you'd be like Sam and you'd be on the show <laughs> what. Mate, he's, he's, he's living his Nobody dream, aren't you, Sam? Yeah, that's, that's not a guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not an expert, but by all means, like, just drop me a tweet if you've got any oh, questions. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, you know. There you go. And I think that says it all, because if you want to make comics, just ask some people who make comics, because they're always willing to help. Yeah. <laughs> or sabotage you. Or, or, <laughs> yeah, they don't hinder like we do. No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, um, certainly, um, yeah. Follow, follow Sam, there'll be a link in the show notes etc to get the book etc um, but he's with us for the rest of the show because he's a maniac And <laughs> <laughs> um, what shout outs do we have this week gents uh, shit we were talking uh, about it before the actual show ok I've got a couple I've got a couple go for it. Go first for up it. and there are going to be a couple of kickstarters uh, first up I missed that sorry my internet dropped out for a second there what was oh, that sorry guys oh. It's just shout, shout, out. shout outs, Tony. Don't worry. Oh yeah, don't I've worry. got some. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going first. Don't don't just come back just it. to step all over my phone. Somebody's played a guitar in my garden. I don't know who it is. Is it a busker? I don't know. It can't play. <laughs> oh. That's pretty Sorry, weird. Isn't it? In your yeah. garden, you don't have a very big garden. Well, I think it's in the garden next door. But ah, yeah, right. okay. Annoying That'd be me. weird if it was in your garden. Yeah. Um, 
But, but anyway, if you head on over to Kickstarter, there's a couple of campaigns you need to be checking out. The first one is uh, the Samurai Slasher collected, yes. collected edition. Go forth, check that out, because that's going to be a, a, a big enough book that you could kill a human being with. <laughs> and it's packed full of like the existing campaigns and, and some extra material. and There's loads of stuff. Um, so check that out on Kickstarter. Just search Samurai Slasher, of which there's been a few um, campaigns before, but this is the collection you want. And mm. sign, go and look and sign up because on the June the 1st, the new Legend of La, La Mariposa um, book is hitting Kickstarter. And um, oh, amazing. From, from James Lawrence, that book is... Um, I mean, I didn't think there was going to be a new La, La Mariposa book. He's done it just to like get me to say it over and over again because <laughs> that is a right mouthful at this time of night. Um, but in all seriousness, uh, the luchador, the the fantastic action comedy luchador wrestling sort of fantasy comic is back, and I am going to be pledging like an absolute bastard because it's such a good, it's such a good book. Um, I've got the black and whites. So I've got the I got the first collection. Um, James is a fantastic artist. And you should really support them. So if you go on to Kickstarter, it's not out yet. Like I say, it's um, June the 1st it launches. But you can go on to Kickstarter and sign up for um, sort of updates. Because that's what a lot of people are doing now, isn't it? That's the, that's the thing, isn't it? People are scheduling, you know, they... That's the best thing to do. No, yeah. Notifications, isn't it, for when the yeah. Kickstarter goes live. Yeah, gives you an idea as yeah. well. Yeah. So go forth and check that out. Um, we've been very privileged to have a, a brief look at it. We'll, I'll probably... I know I'm going to be recommending it soon enough because it looks flipping awesome so and yeah that's my one uh can i just say thanks to signals from the hill which is the avery hill podcast who have been uh, running our advert Yay. remember the advert we did a couple of years ago with yes. just us pretending to swear a lot the, yeah they've been running it. it's very kind of them thanks guys really appreciate it always enjoy your podcast. it was one where i we went oh lucky we didn't say this or this you remember uh, and there was yeah, all loads yeah. of people <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um um, and then, speaking of Kickstarters, thanks to everyone who pledged to Atomic Hercules' Weapon of Mass Destruction. Um, it ended on Friday uh, triumphantly, so thanks, guys. I really, really yeah, appreciate right. everyone who's done it. The, um, the test print went off on Friday, and um, as soon as we get that back and the money drops, which usually takes about two weeks with a Kickstarter, we'll be sending off to print. So uh, it, it won't be long. It's all the art and everything's done. All the, the, art, the article in the back on uh, Isla She-Wolf for the SS is complete, um, which nice. you'll get to read. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to you Lovely. seeing it. Lovely. Should we say uh, thanks once again for Tom for uh, help hosting the Drink and Draw? Yes. On yes. Friday. Thank, thank you to Tom Curry for hosting the Drink and Draw and to everyone that joined us at the I Am the Draw Lawless Drink and Draw that was this past Friday. Good fun. Lots of artwork was to be had. There was an awful lot of fantastic Mekons flying around, which are Dan Day, Dan Day character, not something degenerate that we've come up with on this show. Um, <laughs> uh, one that I um, just chucked together, and for some reason I did them with a toupee with a bag of chips and an iron brew. I don't know what's wrong with me sometimes. <laughs> Can I um, give a shout out? It, please, no, yeah, no, please do. No, you can't. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on, man. Yeah, sorry. So, sorry, yeah, so this is, this is a Kickstarter. Um, it's called uh, Dunce, Good Boy of the Year. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. By, is it Jens K. Stive? Sorry if I've... Yeah, yeah we've talked about his Jens. books before, yeah. Yeah, yeah good stuff. Yeah. But yeah, he's. I follow him. I've been following him on Instagram and Twitter for years, and his his work is really, really good. He's done a couple of Elcaf, so I've met him at Elcaf a few times. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, nice one. He's a good lad. Nice. Yeah. Have we had him on the show yet? No, he's. Um, I get a feeling he's. Is he Norwegian? I don't think he's English Norwegian, is his first yeah. language. Um, well, it's not ours. 
Well, yeah, it's not my third, but the <laughs> yeah, I don't know whether he how it would work. He might be okay for a shorter interview if you see what I mean, V. Okay, yeah, definitely give him a shout. I, I heard him on a podcast. I think it was last week, and I was having a chat with him because he, he sort of he he was saying to me that he weren't sure whether um, whether his English was was like okay. good enough to to understand. And I, I I thought it was absolutely perfectly fine. Like yeah, it's probably better than ours. Yeah, yeah, to be fair. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. And he, he's, oh, he's a, oh well, that's all right. It's bloody hell. I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. you get someone on as soon as they hit the sixty minute mark, they all of a sudden become. <laughs> 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 Yeah, we'll give him a shout. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. yeah, yeah. Right. A few of his books. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so lots of uh, wonderful sort of. It was a bit of a Kickstarter week that week, but wasn't it? but um, that's because we we said about this briefly before we actually start the show. There's loads of it about at the moment, and there's loads of great books. So uh, you know, whatever you're supporting, obviously, pledge your money and enjoy your comics. I suppose Kickstarter was inevitable. It was going to go large, wasn't it, during lockdown because yeah. of the lack of conventions and stuff but uh it yeah. really has exploded doesn't it yeah yeah i'm really seeing is. a lot of collections as well yeah yeah um oh and another one that's upcoming is sagas of the shield maiden volume two looking forward to that oh that's yes fucking awesome um and you never know in the on the campaign page i'm, I'm not going to say it's certain but there may be a, a a quote from someone a testimonial hey nice one yeah yeah from someone who does them. the words well good in it <laughs> Used to be always like chasing the pull quote. Who could we get? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've had a few now. We were done right. Yeah, yeah. done all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Best best pull quote I've ever seen on a book is on um, is on one of Banksy's books, um, where he got a quote off the Met Police, and the, the quote is, "You're never going to get a quote for your book cover off us." Oh, <laughs> I remember that. Well, we have got one coming up from um, Four P's Misses that just says, "Why?" Yeah, like that. <laughs> That's quite a good one. Yeah, yeah. Although um, when was it nocturnal? Oh, nocturnal. Um, oh God. Oh, commissions. No, Nocturn- nocturnal. Yeah, it was nocturnal. Jason McNamara's book. Yeah, yeah Jason yeah. McNamara's book. Um, he put a quote of ours on there, didn't we? What was, was it again? It was me just going fucking hell. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. That's one of my proudest yeah. moments. I think it's when I showed show. it to you, and you went fucking Fuck hell. hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that guy's fantastic book. We need to catch yeah. up with Jason actually. Yeah. I haven't spoke to him for a while. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's got that ghost ship thing coming out, hasn't he? Which yeah. I'm, I'm on board. I think a lot of that's come yeah. out. I, I need to go back because uh, I know um, I pledged to it in the Kickstarter campaign. They've been, um, yeah, sending through digital sort of chapters, sort of things. So yeah, yeah. Look at it, but yeah, fantastic creator. You need to get on board with. Uh, speaking of fantastic, let's uh, recommend some work for some lovely people. The guest goes first because that's how we. Uh, he he's uh, he's awesome. got a couple for us. Yeah, um, definitely. So okay. I'll take it away. So first, I'll go with uh, "Ruin World" by Derek Laufman or Laufman. Great. Sorry again if I've mulled your name. Um, he's a Canadian artist who um, he's just had a Kickstarter completed for like an art book, but um, he's put out a couple of trade paperbacks um, over the last few years, and "Ruin World" is one of them. And I just really love his artwork. The story is really good. Um, it's it's like a kind of adventure quest kind of story with um, some characters who are like pigs and frogs and you know anthropomorphic animals and stuff um, going on a quest to to sort of find like a I'm trying to remember now I, re- I read it in January and I've slept since then um, <laughs> going on yeah they're going to try and find like some form of treasure and I can't quite remember exactly where it is but then there's like this badass wolf with a gang of 
like other like meaty animals like rhinos and stuff um and yeah like it, it is really good it's a really good story the artwork is really good and his color work is like phenomenal like i follow him on, follow him on instagram and you just get a taste of his color work every single day and it's so good so definitely definitely look up that one um and then the second one, because I'm, I'm rereading it at the minute, uh, is Jeff Smith's Bone, um, which is, you know, a, a classic to a lot of people. But for me, it's... a minor, minor hit, wasn't it? You know? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it... Underground. It, it, it some popularity you know? with some yeah. people. But, um, but yeah, I only read it for the first time last year. All right. Um, yeah, it was one of those things I'd, you know, I'd heard of, but never got around to it. But um, back when you could go into comic shops, I was flicking through it. And some random person just kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said, that's like, that's the best comic you'll ever read. So I was like, right, okay, fine. Um, so I picked it up, not on that day, because I didn't, I didn't have, you know, 30 quid on me at the time. But uh, I picked it up the big during... single collection, the big... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's one I need to get in my on my bookshelf. I'm missing that. I really need to get that. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's so good. Like, I read it last year for the first time and absolutely loved it. Um, it kind of... It, he's described it himself as like Lord of the Rings meets, um, is it Bugs Bunny or something like that? Yeah. Um, and, um, and rereading it again, you can kind of, I can see what he means by, by that in the sense that it's a bit of a slow starter. So, you know, there's stuff that happens, but for the real story to really begin, it's, it's kind of like that kind of kicks off maybe, uh, I guess maybe a third in third of the way through, like the, the big single volume and the single volume is like 1300 pages or something. Um, it's not, it's not boring to read. I'll stress that like the stuff that happens in the first, you know, the first third of the book is interesting. It's funny. It's the story's good. The artwork is so good. Um, but then when it kicks off, when the, when the sort of the meat of the story really starts to start to happen, um, it's it's just really really great to read through. I think when I when I read it last year, I read the last four hundred pages in one night because it was just yeah. It, it you was didn't that, sleep that, that night then? No, no, I finished it. <laughs> I finished it by about eleven o'clock. I, I had a, I had one of those times where I was just reading through it like so so quickly because it. I just had that. I've got to keep reading. I've got to find out what's going to happen. Yeah. And before I knew it, I was like, I've, "I've nearly, I've nearly finished now. I'm only, I've only got 100 pages left. I might as well carry on." Yes, yeah, it's, it's um, not as it's not a slow read, is it? It's a, it's a real page turner. There's not there's not loads on each page, is there? You can read it like that. You can read it in big chunks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This time around, I've kind of taken my time a little bit, so I'm I'm kind of you know finding break points. Um, not necessarily like reading one issue in one go, but you know just finding break points in the story, like maybe a scene change. And just so I can t- slow it down a little bit and take my time over it, and also just gives me a chance to look at the artwork again because it's that's a, that's another good example actually of um, being minimal with your line work at, at various points. So there's lots of you know lots of settings in woods and things like that where he just suggests you know like a loads of trees in the background without actually drawing loads of trees in the background, and it's yeah. Uh, yeah. That again is another another kind of a masterclass. Have you read that. Have you read Razzle by him? I haven't. No, that's good. No, I like it. Yeah, it's more adult, but uh, yeah, it's, it's he, interesting. He finished, that's the one about the art thief, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Clever. He finished yeah. that one as well, didn't he? He did finish that entire. Yeah, so you can get a lovely hardback of it. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, yeah, 
And he, he's got he's got a Kickstarter happening now, actually, hasn't he? All right. So he's What's that for? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's got a, a book called Tukey or something like that, and it's That's it. Tukey and something something something, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, a two volume project that he's putting out. Um, Tukey saves the humans. There you go. Yeah, oh, cool. it's kind of set. I think it's kind of set around the time of like humans and Neanderthals and all that kind. Of, is it Neanderthals? I don't know. Maybe he's a bit kind short of money. Sense. Maybe he needs to do a Kickstarter. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think he's already funded. To be honest, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that yeah, but I, I've not funded that one yet, be- just because it's a bit out of my price range for yeah. the printed books at the minute. So yeah, um, I don't I don't want the digital versions. No, but, but we will put a link in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, because I was totally unaware that that was a, that was a thing. Um, fantastic recommendations, though. Well, Bone hasn't been mentioned for quite some time, but every time right. I hear that, every time I hear that name, I like my heart sort of hurts a little bit because I'm thinking, oh, that's that. That's one of the big ones for me. That's the gap. Okay. I, I know everyone sort of says, uh, Akira. I do want to read Akira, but there's, no, there's an awful lot of that. Or yeah. Cerebus and things like that. I've just... not read that through. I've only read like yeah. isolated issues. So I really yeah. need to. Yeah. I've I've got I've got issue one. Of, uh, sorry, volume one of Akira, but it's in Japanese. Mm. Ah, yeah. uh, I've, I've Always, not actually yeah. read it. Yeah, yeah. It's the only way to read it. I learned Japanese just to read it. <laughs> well, my, my brother I... lives in Japan, so all right. He, he's not done it recently, but he's he sent me uh, he sent me a couple of books. So I've got volume one of Akira and volume one of uh, Nausicaa mm. in Japanese as well. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, from a from an artwork perspective, you can certainly flick through them and appreciate that. But I've, I've not a clue what's going on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Looks good though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I love Japanese the... writing. Looks lovely, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ordered a German edition of bloody the next Demon Slayer book for my son. So, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I bought Vince a French copy of a book I loved once accidentally for his yeah. birthday. It was a beautiful book. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> proudly on my shelf, Tony. Uh, good, good stuff. Yeah. Just going uh, back to um, Jens and uh, Duns, if any publishers are listening in in the UK, can you chat to him about getting his stuff published, like in the UK, please? Because they get they get in France, they get like really beautiful hardback versions yeah. of his books, um, but obviously it's all in French, and I, I can't read French, so um, I've not bought the books. But whenever I've sort of said to him, "Oh, come on, do you, can you send these? Can you publish these in England?" and he's and he's like. I'm I'm trying. Yeah, <laughs> we're all trying. Please reach out to me, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there you go. You've been called out, publishers. Um, <laughs> speaking of calling out, who wants to go next? I got two. Shall I bookend you guys? Who were? Just, yeah. just, just, just to it. mention, just to mention the first one. So it's Strangers issue five has arrived. Um, we had we obviously had Eddie on a few months ago. This is the biggest one so far. I don't actually know how he's got staples through it because there's so many pages <laughs> in it. Um, black and white A5 uh, magazine format. Uh, there's so much good stuff in this. It's just page after page of good stuff. There's an interview with Alexis Zirit and Dave Baker. I'm a big fan of Zirit's work. There's um, a strip by Lee Stevenson, who's a, a, often comes to the Drink and Draws of Palavars. There's a, a Mail Call Reviews, which they've been very kind about, a comic from me and Adam and a comic that Adam did. Very kind of them. Um, there's um, just there's a meeting between Flaming Carrot and Spider-Man in a strip. There's um, a drawing of, I think that's Doc Ock with his knob out. That's quite an interesting. Um, there's, it came from the dollar bin with Tom Neely, and it's about 
crappy comics he's found in the dollar bin. That's it. I love that sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? It's really good. Um, there's um, a, a really long form interview with Ken Langraf. Now, Ken Langraf is brilliant. Love Ken Langraf's stuff. He did the. Um, he's done all sorts of things, but he's most the most. He's kind of known as being the godfather of Outlaw Comics, really. I suppose he, New York City Outlaws. Uh, he's done some Marvel Two in Ones. He's done some Two Gun Kids. You know, there's a lot of stuff that he's done, but he's got this real sort of crazy, transgressive outre style that's uh, just just lovely. I love looking at stuff. And if you go right to the back, keep going all the way through through all the craziness. There's the uh, there's a an, an episode of Jungle Land from Mister Falp in the back, which is gorgeous. Which is, uh, I think he used all of the ink in Hertfordshire on this strip, but it looks great. That's my one. So go to Strangers. I know. I mean, they've just dropped their their most recent drop was Friday. Me, four pm Falpy were like sitting there with our alarm clocks on, ready to go because I had on the previous one I lost out on a couple of books because of the two factor authentication kicked in on my PayPal, oh, and the book sold out while I was trying to get the waiting for the text to arrive. You know, for that thirty <laughs> seconds. Um, but I tend to order them. I tend to order a load at once. So I know the shipping from America can be quite expensive, but it's, it really is worth getting. And then this this shows a real love of comics and a real love of the depth of knowledge of the stuff here. And this is where the true experimentation is going on, as far as I'm concerned. They're not afraid to take risks. They're not afraid to upset. They're not afraid to uh, artistically go in a different direction. And it's it's just gorgeous black and white stuff. And uh, yeah, it's really good. There you go. Strangers issue five. Little fact, I was reading an article today and it, it cited how much time was wasted per year on those capture things and it's a ridiculous amount of years spent. Right, okay. People yeah, yeah. waste time doing captures. Yeah, I'm not a they robot. They should do with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. So, can you click all the traffic lights in this picture or something? Oh, oh it's no. always traffic lights. Yeah. Oh. So the picture's four pixels by four pixels. I can barely make out what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. What's your recommend, Dan? Mine's not a comic, but it is about comics. Okay. And I've been speaking about this the past couple of weeks, but it's uh, Crowdfunding Comics. Uh, it's an ebook by Dave Cook, a guide to marketing, running, and fulfilling a comic book Kickstarter. And uh, I was talking to you briefly before the show. You know, like you kind of read, well, most of the time it's bloody videos now, but you read a guide on how to do something, and there's like 100 odd lines, but there's only five in it which were like, Oh, that's the good stuff. That's the one you wanted to know. It's like this book is made out of those five, five lines over and over. It's yeah. really straight to the point. Tells you it, it breaks down chapters. You got a uh, scroll back up to the chapters. You got like your preparation before you start running your campaign after your campaign, and a little bit of an outro. And Dave just takes you through the steps of setting up a Kickstarter. What what he does, what recommends, what works, what doesn't. Uh, I've used uh, unknowingly used a couple of these myself. I mean, this is even got stuff about uh, pre- like preparing a contract and stuff, uh, having, like conversing with artists and how to kind of get them on board. Uh, obviously, if you're like myself, you make your own stuff. That's not so relevant. But there's an absolute wealth of stuff on marketing, do's and don'ts on uh, running the campaign and the prep. It's if you're considering doing a Kickstarter spending five ten pounds to get this ebook i I would think it's a a good move uh it's it's chock full of stuff that you think yeah that's really good that's a great idea that's a nice little one that and yeah i just you did send that tweet i've just noticed yeah to get us a moment that's all right 
Dear Gail, <laughs> do you recall commenting positively about my friend Tony's hair? He said your remarks on how good it looked at a convention a number of years ago. Ha <laughs> 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 oh, God. <laughs> so, so, tune in next week to see if Gail Simone is still following Dan Butcher. Probably not. <laughs> Fair. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll say this in a little bit, it's 109 pages, but it absolutely blasts by. I uh, Yeah, I highly recommend this. I think it's a really good, really good buy. Awesome. Oh, nice. So yeah, got I have to, to pick that up for later in the year. Yeah, yeah, it's got how to fill on your CN22 form guide, which we now need because of uh, Brexit, which is awesome. Got another bit of paperwork to do. Yeah. When sending shit out overseas. Uh, oh, yeah, good stuff. Stuff like that. Yeah, essential reading. Um, my pick this week is uh, one that um, I sat down finally to, to read through. It's one, and, you know, obviously it was all over the scene at some point, but you know me, I, I go against the grade and I. I read comics when I want to read comics. No, basically, because I don't have time to read comics. But I finally finally got around to sitting down, and and I have been reading this on and off, actually, for a while, actually. But it's the Amazing Scrawl Comics Magazine, uh, the printed version. I was all about the printed, um, and this is one I I funded on Kickstarter as well, I pledged to. And, uh, you know, what, what is there to be said that has already been said? Well, Fuck Me Sideways is a beautiful magazine. Um, I don't think anyone said that, but they, they feel free to use that on your next uh, on issue two, uh, <laughs> because scroll is you know page uh, cover to cover, it's full of fantastic content. We talk about anthologies, sort of you know. The, the, sometimes you have your good and your bad. This is just consistent all the way through. Mm. Um, fantastic artwork. I mean, the scroll lords. I mean, we've talked about them many times, and they're becoming infamous. Um, every single one of them is an amazing artist, um, and they've got together with a, with a few other collaborators um, for sort of original stories, short stories, something a bit different from what they normally do. Um, some irreverent, some funny, some dark, some thought provoking. There's um, there's sort of um, prose pieces. There's interviews because it is a comics magazine. I do like the fact that in in the sort of contents it has a list of comics and then the magazine bit. It's, it's, it's clearly separated. It's so well put together and manicured and um, manicured. I've never used that word to describe a comic, but I'm <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but the credits you got Simone Dumas and Darmini. Apologies, Phil Elliott, Mark Hughes, Jessica Lucas, Russell Mark Olson, Rosie Packwood, Nick Prolix, John Repian, Matt Simmons, Martin Simpson, Matt, Mark Stafford, Lucy Sullivan, Pete Taylor, Gustavo Vargas. Whew. And <laughs> it is I'm cracking it, artists on that list. It's absolutely just absolutely stunning. Um, and you know, I I I could pick out any one of them just to you know. It is it's a book that you go once you've read, you still go back to marvel at just some of the pages. I mean, Gustavo's just an absolute beast. Russell's just you know. Yeah, I don't want to highlight. It. Okay, if I if I'm going to pick out one, I'm going to pick out one that. Um, isn't one of the scroll laws themselves? Sorry, lads, but you, you know I love you anyway. But um, the the one that um, I've, I've read several times and makes me laugh all the time is Clash of the Behemoths um, from Mark Stafford, um, and it is it's like a, a kaiju story with a little bit of a satirical, a very a wry British humour twist. That um, after a couple of stunning pages of a monster wrecking a street cuts to a conversational piece which just had me 
it, it feels very real and made me laugh. <laughs> um, it's one of my favourite sort of comics of the year, this little story here. And the way it sort of... It's, it's almost in three sections because you have that moment and then it gets back into the monster movie that that sort of makes you realise how horrific these creatures are. Um, yeah, nice. that's just an absolute, that's an absolute highlight. Um, yeah, this, I mean, there's a couple of the Scrawl Lords that we haven't had on the magazine, uh, on the show yet. Um, and like Pokemon, we will catch them all. Um, <laughs> or diseases. Um, <laughs> Has Nick Prolix been on before? Oh yes, yes. We're the yeah, only yeah. ones. He's been on a couple of times. Yeah, we yeah. just we just haven't had Mark Hughes or Martin Simpson. Yeah. Okay. But mine's been on. Ah, that was uh, that was um convention was, one. Uh, convention. convention one. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know when they. No, when we've they had joined, him on since then, haven't we? Didn't we, we have him after that? No, uh, no, I don't think so. Unless. No. Has he? I can't recall. I thought we asked him. Well, he definitely asked him to come on. I can't remember what happened. Well, if you're listening, Martin, if you have come on, sorry. If you haven't, we're coming for you. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, though, um, go to scrawllords.bigcartel.com. I love the fact that these guys are just supporting each other as well, and it's just a, you know, it's a, it's a murderer's row of fantastic uh, comic talent um, to check out. So, yeah, scrawllords.bigcartel.com. You can get the digital and physical editions of it and well worth your time and it's going to be good to, when we're back at conventions seeing copies of this magazine flipping everywhere they're going to fly off the tables so there you go that's mine tony uh cool i've just screen shared just just so which is pointless on an audio medium i know but we're going to talk <laughs> about it well we do it we do do an audio medium about a visual fucking collectible don't we so yeah you but, know, i'm sure we can describe it <laughs> yeah, the, uh, yeah, but we can't go look at this page no, but I can describe it. And you yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to mess with you. <laughs> <Canal>. <laughs> um, so easy to wind up. Come on. Go on, then. Describe Pussy. this one, Tony. Pussy, can you see it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. There you go. I don't have to fucking describe it. Then I'll do that. <laughs> um, okay. Pussy Man Fist by 4P. Um, he wanted to do, like, um, go back and do a sort of, um, sort of, I suppose, like a mini comic that you can hand out. Didn't cost too much. Yeah. Um, he's, he's a bit of a machine, 4P, and he's, uh, he's always doing stuff. Yeah. Um, so this was the, the project he went on to after we did George Mayhem because he's obviously finished George Mayhem even though you haven't read it all yet. Um, so it's Pussy Manfists. Pussy Manfists. Um, so it's about a bloke. He's this sort of blue collar guy and he goes out for goes away for the weekend and he forgets that he hasn't. Oh, oh fuck it. He says I'm. I've let. I haven't left any food for the cat. So <laughs> the cat says, "Where is Jim? No, where the fuck is Jim? Did I just hear him leave?" And he sort of sat there in the kitchen, and there's no food in there. And he's looking at it, and he says, then shouts, can you see what he shouts there? One of the reasons <laughs> I'm screen sharing. Yeah. He shouts the C word out. Um, three hours later, he's sort of tapping at the windows. He's trying to open a, a jar of wieners, which we all know are sausages. Um, and he, get, he gets very angry. But as part of it, he manages to sort of evolve in the kitchen um, <laughs> and grow hands. So he grows hands and a sort of super strength, and he manages to open the wieners and eat them. Um, and then he sort of practices fighting. He, he starts like shadow boxing with these new fists that he's got. Um, and then, um, then Jim finally arrives home, and uh, the cat who was a four, uh, previously called Mittens um, asks, "Is what what's happened to him?" So um, Mittens jumps up and pulls the bloke's eyeball out, um, and then swings off on the, um, the the bit of the eyeball that connects to the brain. And uh, Jim's done for. Jim's going to die, isn't he? So he he grabs hold of Jim's head and pulls the top of Jim's head off and kills him. Um, And then he sort of 
has a little bath he you know gets rid of the blood and then on the way out he says mittens was my slave name call me pussy pussy man fists that's the coolest last line ever yeah <laughs> that's worthy of a clinic, yeah, that's great. isn't it yeah <laughs> really good um it's um for those that can't see it it's like a cross between tex avery cartoon and something from san francisco the, the san francisco underground scene circa 1972 you know it's just so strangely weirdly excellent um he is a, he's a real original force in comics i think for i genuinely think he does this stuff that um i don't think anyone else there is capable of doing and he's 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 changed tack slightly recently he's gone perhaps into a more sort of adult arena um We've yeah. talked to him. We talked a bit about it before, and it, certainly with George Mayhem, he's doing that. And and good on him. You know, you can't. You know, a lot. A lot of people. A lot of kids artists do adult stuff. We were just talking about Bone, weren't we? He, he does adult stuff as well as the. You know, yeah. as well as the bad stuff. And I think I think it works perfectly. And sometimes that little counterpoint of having something that looks maybe slightly cute turns slightly sinister, doesn't it? When you see um, when you see it pulling people's eyeballs out and breaking their heads in half, <laughs> which it does, which is, uh, which is really good. So, um, yeah, that's mine. Pussy Man Fist by Mr. Forp. If you go to www.forpforpe.co.uk, you can, um, I think it's free. You just get sent it, go and get it, and they say he sends it to you for free. I think he's doing a print run. Um, I've got my name down for one of them. You can follow Forpe on Twitter at Mr. Forp, M-R-F-O-R-P-E, and it's the same on Twitter as well. But, yes, yeah, so as I say, it's free. Just go and get yourself a copy. It's great stuff. It's just yeah. fun, isn't it? You know? Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. It's fun. It's I'll... got energy, and, and Daryl's just yeah. a man. So, yeah. So, I always have to uh, caveat whenever I recommend James Smart's stuff um for that for that same reason like his you know his adult stuff still has lots of you know kind of, kind of cute looking characters yeah yeah so whenever i talk to parents i'm like right make sure you buy these books and not these ones <laughs> yeah. yeah you're doing a get caught out there yeah yeah <laughs> or if you're like me you just want to buy all of them yeah. Um, well yeah actually what I do, yeah what i do say is i don't say don't buy these ones i say buy these ones but keep these ones for yourself yeah and those <laughs> ones for the kids yeah yeah classic <laughs> um, much like this show, this this show is for everyone, and it's it's been it's been full of fantastic comics talk and comics recommendations and lots of stuff to put in the show notes this week. It's a cornucopia of. Uh, I'm gonna get a pat on the comics. back for it. Thank, cornucopia of comics. There you go. Thank you very much. That's all right. Nice. I think. Oh, God. You teed it up, smashed it over. Thanks, thanks, Dan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking for affirmation of it. I, you know, I've got a week. You do here. good. You 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 got you're bringing the A game. Thank, thanks, thanks, Dan. Cheers, do we? I, I just I just really I just really appreciate it, Dan. I really appreciate you being there for me. Fuck that. Well, well, well. Anyway, uh, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and uh, that was wrong. I should have done an East Yeah, it should have been that. Yeah, it should have been that. Um... We hope we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Um, if there's any um, things you want to let us know about, or if there's if you have any questions about like making comics or, or getting comics out there, or more about the stuff that we talked about this week, mm. please get in touch with us. You can email us awesomecomicspod at gmail dot com. Follow us on Twitter at the awesome pod, where we'll be chatting about this, that, and the other, and what we've got coming up, and retweeting. If you're nice, <laughs> I'm making no promises. But if you need a book of faces, go to facebook.com slash awesome comics podcast and join the community group on Facebook, Awesome Comics Talk, because it's a fantastic community of great people just talking about making comics or, or comic conventions. And there's art threads and there's all kinds going on there. 
Um, it's been a real good time and it's been a, been a real boon to a lot of people, I think, during the lockdown and stuff. So, yeah, we we want you to be part of the community and we'll let you in. All you got to do is answer a couple of questions and act like you know us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you, for... father's brother, you're in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to us, whether it's on the website awesomecomics.podbean.com. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe and leave a review. We haven't had one in ages, and if we don't have one it's soon... It's fucking ages. We've had one years. for over a year, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, look what it's done to these two. I mean, we're tearing at each other. We're, you know, this used to be a, a show of love, and now our fragile egos are so weak, and we're going to have to fight to the death. Seeking no. uh, sort of like pity of strangers by leaving the yeah. review. Yeah, but yeah I'll, I'll do do it. Hey, ignore what we said then because we will have one now. So, yeah, I've kind of I've, I've bugged myself now though because I'm gonna have to uh. make it a good one because you'll you'll know. Richard, you know, if, if I give you a one star, you'll know it's me. Oh, <laughs> god, right, yeah, we're gonna have to watch that. But, uh, it's, um... it's, it's, it's 2021, nobody gives bad reviews anymore, do they? No, not anymore. Uh, this is the show that will buck the trend. Yeah. Um, but if you listen to us on any other networks like Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife, what other networks are we on, Tony? We're on Pod. Leanne Rhymes is all about the value. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I immediately thought of Conair, though, and that's not a bad thing. She is about the value. Okay. Don't 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 don't, okay. don't come at me like that. <laughs> I'm not going to sleepy man. I hope the smoky man's in this one. I'm not getting any of these references. No, no, no. You got oh, them two weeks ago when we did the bare naked ladies joke. I don't think I did then. Yeah, Where I can did. people find? <laughs> I think you're thinking about your other podcast, Tony. I'm not. There's probably listeners screaming. There, there yeah, are listeners yeah. screaming, but then again, they do every week. Um, and, and they're probably screaming yeah. where where can we find you online etc Tony uh, com. there you go Dan you can find me on Twitter at Vanguard Comic and you can read the final two pages of this issue of Vanguard this week Woo! there's a massive couple of pages these, these uh, yeah, um, why, were the, why was there the pause <laughs> I uh, had to choose my words carefully okay. and we're getting videos from you now yeah, yeah, man, uh, videos are going on the patron. I've got. Uh, oh, uh, Dan, one I need to get one of those lights. Through. I love that light you've got. Did it, you it, did you Photoshop a mask on on your recent video? Or was that you oh, actually wearing the, a mask? No, I just grabbed one. I've got like the stock photo I use all the time. I just grabbed one off of uh, Google and used the Photoshop skills and stuck it on. <laughs> Rather than taking a picture of yourself wearing a mask, you just went, oh fuck that! <laughs> that's way too much effort. <laughs> way too much <laughs> effort, <laughs> and yet you went to Photoshop and cut. <laughs> yeah. Just Photoshop the mask on. <laughs> oh, I like because it's the same thumbnail every time of the same photo. I love it. It's a sort of a mundaneness to the same photo being used over and over. Oh my life! Some might say, "Oh, some might just being lazy." Excuse, sorry, Vince. <laughs> hang on, hang on. There's two of them this week. <laughs> <laughs> but I can send you the link, link for that uh, light via. It's only twenty quid. I'm sure you're, you're oh, you might like that. Yeah. Lovely, you're not going to buy one, Vince. Are you? Yeah. Come on, Vince. Yeah. Yeah. What are you buying a lamp for? Because we're going to be like we're going to be doing sexy flash dance videos. Um, and if you oh, see finally them, you... do the dance video. Yeah, we're, we're just going to do. Oh a yeah, dance. you got your dance video. Oh, to do, shut up! You? you can follow me. Well, <laughs> you can follow me on social media at Justin Diablo, and Sam 
you've been I'm not I'm not gonna say that you've been a bad influence, but this there has been some rude words on this episode. Is it a coincidence that you've been on it? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm not to I'm not to say, but where can people find you in your wonderful comics? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as at skinny drawn boy. There you go. And you can read Explorers on Comic House. Go check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There you go. So go forth, people. Have a lovely week, wherever you are in the world. We hope you're happy, healthy, and doing okay. We love you, even Tony. He, he, he doesn't, but... He, I don't. He's a soft. <laughs> inside, inside he's mashed potato. No, still don't. Yeah, yeah still do. Anyway. I'm going to embrace <laughs> you soon, Tony. You're going to what? Me soon? Embrace you. <laughs> uh. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> we um, can from tomorrow, can't you? Uh, can you bone strangers as of tomorrow, then? <laughs> yeah, uh, they're calling we, it a fair day, aren't they? So all these people who put their affairs on hold are just going to oh, go for it tomorrow, aren't they? Oh my God, fucking! I wonder how many babies we made tomorrow. Oh, oh so what's nine months from now? We'll have to figure it out when we'll be have a huge boom, won't they, in kids? Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> like called Covidia or something like that. I don't know, <laughs> Chlamydia. <laughs> Well, there'll be a lot of that going around as well thank yeah. you for listening thank you for listening everyone you have been absolute legends as always uh, stay tuned for more comics fun and entertainment next week uh, well I mean there'll be something something like that anyway but until... Miko's next week hey yeah we've got a great great episode next week good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah another yeah. good one I think is what you're another trying to say another there, good one yeah. 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 we don't put out bad yeah. ones sorry yeah. <laughs> 300, 307 and like you know there's not, a a duffer. One, yeah. There's not a duffer. There's not a duffer. Um, All killer, no filler. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> and speaking of killers, <laughs> they need their special ki- next week. Have a killer week. <laughs> have a killer week, everyone. Um, read loads of comics. Just be happy, healthy, and we love you. And from Dan, Tony, Sam, and myself, have a great week. And what should they do, guys? Stay awesome. Stay, Stay awesome. awesome. Oh, that was awful. <laughs> there was there, there, there was a real sort of lack of energy at the end. It was sort of like just, I mean, in Sam's voice, there was a there was a kill me now moment. <laughs> Bye, everyone. It is what I just, it is. I just worked, I just worked sure of the timing. <laughs> no one I is. Can never figure no, it out. No, yeah, no, no, no one is. I always expect the magic moment to happen, but it never does. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it next week. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Magic moments to come. So, yeah, see you next week. Bye. Yes, bye. Bye.